Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from Cabin 12 at Shelter Mountain Inn discussing the 2002 supernatural horror film, The Ring. This film, which is a remake of Hideo Nakata's 1998 film, Ring, was directed by Gore Verbinski and written by Aaron Kruger. Balancing Eastern archetypes with Western sensibilities, The Ring helped introduce American audiences to a new brand of horror. Following its critical and financial success, The Ring would not only spawn two sequels, but it would also inspire a craze of J-horror remakes in the United States. This film was suggested to us by friends of the show and Patreon supporters Kristen Lofton and Elisa Rodell. We want to thank both of them for their support and the suggestion. So, The Ring. What were your first impressions on the film? Uh, I, I can't remember if I seen this in the theaters, but I rem- I, I want to say I did. Mm-hmm. I do remember liking it. I wasn't like scared, scared, but I mean, I was kind of already a little older by then. Not like old man old, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I was what 18, I think. So, you know what I mean? I yeah. was like, oh, man, nothing scares me. You're like, but you I, kids. Yeah. And then when you go home. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I did enjoy it, though. Yeah. I do, I do remember seeing it early and that I really liked it. It does have some problems, but I mean, <laughs> what, you know. What movie doesn't? Yeah. I, we definitely saw this at the theater. Yes. And I'm not ashamed to admit I got the shit scared out of me. <laughs> uh, it was legitimately scary to me the tape which of course we're going to talk about was scary Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. um i do remember too t and i'm sure you remember as well when i I already know where you're going (laughs) (laughs) this memory is tied with the movie to me Mm -hmm. when we had gotten home that night because we were kids we went to see it with our parents when we got home we came in the house whatever and we're like that was scary you know and the phone rings once Mm -hmm. and then stops and so I'm like, one, we're fucked. Like, we watched the tape. We're fucked. And then my dad comes out of the bathroom with his cell phone, just laughing and laughing. Um, Why we didn't notice he disappeared? I don't know. We were were too wrapped up in our fear. And that type of shit is so on brand for him. Like, we should have been like, dad. But we were like, we're fucked. Like, we're dead. Yeah. Yeah. The funniest thing to me is that on the drive home, he had to be planning it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to scare the fuck out of these people. (laughs) But. And he did. Yeah. Congratulations, dad. You did. (laughs) Great success. (laughs) I don't know if you remember as well. There was another thing that happened at the movie theater. Uh-uh. While we were actually watching it, all the power in the theater went off like halfway through. What? You don't remember that? No. There was a guy in the back that had a laser pointer and he was drawing, uh, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was yeah. drawing a ring with the laser pointer. Everybody laughed. <laughs> it wasn't, that's got to hurt funny, <laughs> George Costanza, <laughs> but it was pretty good. Why do I remember the laser pointer, but I don't remember? Maybe I blocked that yeah, out. You, <laughs> <laughs> you were so scared, your mind just melted. It's like, nope, <laughs> protection mode. And the thing was, is after they, after we saw the tape in the theater i was like i that's the scariest thing i've, <laughs> I've ever seen in my life well i'm broken yeah like that's, that's and great. so when this when the power went out i was like of course it did <laughs> this is how it ends but um i very much enjoyed this movie as a kid yeah of course growing up there's gonna be that bit of nostalgia for this film mm-hmm. definitely but at the same time i feel like having watched it this time for the show it is not as scary as i <laughs> recall yeah i would say it's not as scary. I also launched off into my dad's story and didn't even say my what, opinion. What, you thought of it? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when dad pranked I, us? Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, I loved it as a kid. I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some of that is nostalgia, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff that we saw in this, I had never seen before. Right. And this is also a special film because this was our first anti first and only anti-suggestion that we've ever gotten. I'm glad you brought that up. So shout out to friend and Wendigo getter Megan Martinez because she specifically did not want us to cover (laughs) this. She literally said, I hope you guys never cover the ring. (laughs) (laughs) And that, again, that ties into the nostalgic factor. Yeah, Yeah. no, it locks in. Like when, if if a movie scares you real good at a fundamental age, it is always going to be scary. Oh, no. No matter what. Yeah. But um, we'll get through this, Megan. It'll be, it'll be okay. <laughs> we got <Forgive> your back. <laughs> now, before we give this film seven days to live, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's watch the tape. So before the film begins, we're treated to the opening logo for DreamWorks Pictures with a little boy fishing inside of a crescent moon. But the cool thing about it is, as we've talked about before, we hear the sound of rainfall and in static flashes, the crescent moon forms a ring. We love it. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm already in. Yeah. But when the film opens proper, the rain continues as we see an exterior shot of a super nice house before we're taken inside to see two teenage girls... Katie Embry, played by Amber Tamblin, and Becca Kotler, played by Rachel Bella, watching TV. Can you believe Amber Tamblin married David Cross? It is the only thing I think about when I see her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, your sister told me, and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, yeah. man, you know, the heart wants. It, yeah. it does. Are we allowed to say that? A man? I don't think so. Yeah. We can't talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> But Katie shares something that she read about magnetic waves from TV and telephones causing our brains to basically melt. Then she goes all Alex Jones saying it's a conspiracy that companies (laughs) know about, but they aren't doing anything to stop it. Becca, who is totally unfazed, just hands her the remote and tells her to find something to watch. (laughs) She's like, I'm sick of this shit. Katie turns off the TV, though. It's like, at least she's consistent. She's like, I just fucking said (laughs) TV's bad. Our brains are melting. But when Katie tries to double down on her conspiracy talk, Becca's like, change a subject. And she asks Katie if she's ever heard about a videotape that kills you when you watch it. I was like, can we talk about something lighter, please? It was like a hard left. (laughs) (laughs) But when Katie asks for elaboration, Becca explains that you pop the tape in and it's pretty much someone's nightmare on film. Then a woman appears on screen, smiles at you, and after it's over, your phone rings. Someone, somehow, knows that you've watched the tape, and they tell you that you'll die in seven days. Then, seven days later, you're a corpse. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this concept inspired countless creepypastas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every creepypasta probably dates back to the ring, I think. I mean... (laughs) They're all related. Also, and we'll get into it later, but the imagery of a character mm-hmm. is very, I feel like, overdone and copied from this. I'm well, intrigued. really from Ring, but... <laughs> <laughs> but things get tense when Katie asks where Becca heard that. Becca says someone from Revere told her, and Katie's like, I've watched it. She says she went with her boyfriend and his friends to the mountains and they popped in a tape to record a football game. But when they watched it back, it was something else. They just wrote it off as a joke, but then the phone rang and it hit her. They watched that tape one week ago tonight. Yeah. No shit. 
Here's my question. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to derail, but if you were in a cabin and you tried to play a tape and watch a game or fucking The Simpsons or whatever you're trying to watch, Uh and the tape that we see later (laughs) started, (laughs) would you watch the whole thing? No. No. (laughs) Turn it off. Like, I'm trying to see the Seahawks and the 49ers. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. And the other thing, we'll talk in a second. Okay. But after Katie reveals this was this is the one week anniversary of the tape watching, <laughs> she suddenly begins to gag, clutching her throat and falling into Becca's arms. But then she just busts out laughing. The old switcheroo. Mm-hmm, all the joke. Kudos to her for commitment to the bit, though. Yeah. Because yeah. her friend's like, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of here with that, yeah, you fucker. We're no longer friends. Yeah. But after the prank, Becca's like, so did you guys bang or talking about her and her boyfriend? But Katie gives a very unconvincing denial and then a lighthearted pillow fight ensues. But the joy comes to a screeching halt when the girls hear the phone ringing. Katie looks over to her nightstand as we dolly into a clock that reads 10 p.m. Katie, wearing all of her fear on her face, looks over at Becca. And this is when Becca realizes that the tape is real. So... This is a dramatic shift because five, five minutes ago, it was just a joke. Yeah. Thank, thank you. So I'm like, when she's like, nah, you know, gotcha, bitch, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, so you didn't watch it. And then the phone rings and she's like, well, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> so what was a joke? You believe it or you don't believe it? Yeah. Because the story is that the phone rings after you watch it, not a week later before you die. So yeah. the phone shouldn't even be scary to you if you, you're just laughing about it. You already took that call. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and with stuff that comes up later, it's inconsistent yes, yes, yeah. yes. with Katie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we'll talk. After the phone rings, the girls head downstairs to cautiously answer it. They stop and stare for a moment before Becca's just like, fuck it, and picks it up. After greeting the person on the other end, she freezes in terror and then says it's for Katie. She slowly hands Katie the phone and Katie lets out a shaky hello, only for it to be her mother. She like, deserved it. Payback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she chats with her mom for a bit as Becca just heads back upstairs. Still on the phone, though, she opens up the fridge, which obscures our view of like a long hallway. And when she closes the fridge, the camera lingers in a static shot of that hallway. And I was really expecting to see something. Yeah. yeah. But no. No, I was like, that's a pretty good little fake out because <laughs> I was scared for no reason. Which is kind of my MO. That's like, this is how I live my life. <laughs> Scared for no reason. WebMD, man. Uh, <laughs> but Katie pours herself some lemonade and gets off the phone in an annoyed teenager kind of way. I think she had the same phone that Casey Becker used in Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I think we all had that phone. But she makes her way out of the kitchen. And before she can get a sip of that tart beverage, we see a TV turn on in the living room and hear the static emitting from it. Katie stops in her tracks and then heads into the room and shuts off the TV with the remote. She blames Becca, which isn't cool. No, <laughs> Becca's literally not even in the room. No. Like, yeah, but if if they're friends, I'm sure she knows her way around her house. Maybe there's another entrance. There's I a, guess, but I've there's already... There's a trap door in the living room and she, yeah, <laughs> she's just hiding I mean, and walk. The, yeah. the... No, I, I thought that I was like, yeah, you can only go in from right there or from what we see. Yeah, well, and she already tatted her tit. Like, she yeah. already got yeah, her back yeah. for the tatted We're, your tit. I don't that's know. never been you said. Know what I mean. know. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've already paid me back. Right. No more We're bullshit even. tonight. Yeah. That's the friendship code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more bullshit no. tonight. 
But as Katie turns to leave, the TV comes on again, the sound of the static filling the room. No, that shit can stay off. <laughs> or stay, stay on. Yeah. You are fine. I'm yeah. going to go off. I'm leaving. You can do whatever you want in the yeah. living room. I'll just be upstairs. Yeah. I'm going to close the door behind me. <laughs> but she blames Becca again, and then she gets face to face with the TV and unplugs it. As she stares into the blackness of the screen, we see something ripple across it, which obviously scares her, mm-hmm. and she turns around. The camera whips around with her, but there's nothing there. She then heads back into the kitchen where we see the refrigerator opening on its own. And so she rushes to shut it and we get that long (laughs) hallway shot again. And again, nothing's there. I'm like, quit (laughs) doing this to me. Right. But she shouts upstairs to Becca and gets no response. But and (laughs) we're defending Becca. Where the hell is she? Yeah. I I have a huge question about that, especially with what comes next. She wasn't like, excuse me, sis, I got to go take a shit. Like nothing. (laughs) Well, when she was on the phone with her mom, she's like, ask her where she keeps her Vicodin. So maybe she's looking for the fucking Vicodin. She's raiding that stash. She's just out fucking upstairs. It's a crisis. But she, Katie slowly makes her way up the stairs and we get a low angle shot of her coming down the hallway leading to her bedroom. Her door is closed, but we see the light of a television as well as a large puddle of water leaking into the hallway. She makes her way over, stepping into the puddle, which I wouldn't recommend. I don't know where that. Like, <laughs> don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder if that's what she was like. Did you clog my toilet, bitch? Yeah. Are you there? <laughs> I'd be mad too. I mean, but she reaches for the doorknob and throws the door open, and we get a shot of a well among trees on her television before the camera presses in on Katie's face as her mouth opens to scream and her face begins turning blue. Among flashes of strange imagery, the screen gives way to static. We love a false protagonist. Yes. Um, I really like this opening. I feel like it's super strong. Again, it doesn't really gel with stuff that we come to learn later, but yeah. no. as an opening, you're introduced to the tape. Uh-huh. Bitch got got. Right. I mean, she's not a bitch. She's yeah, a, she was a teenage teenager. girl. <laughs> I apologize. That was quite rude. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. And, but, and, and, and she's dead as well. And she's dead as well. She didn't watch the tape. No. Um, one thing I did want to point out is that the visual of, I guess, whatever it is killing her right. is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. In the original, it kind of just goes photo negative. Yeah. And freezes. So oh, I, really? Yeah. I like that a lot more in this version yeah but i think it's also important to point out that this film's budget was 50 times the original makes, oh, makes shit. sense yeah. so, so you, you better can, do a few exactly. things better. impress me <laughs> <laughs> but i was also thinking towards some of those inconsistencies we're talking about i did read that aaron Kruger he had wrote a version of the script and while they were shooting during production it was still undergoing rewrites what is this scream uh, three? exactly <laughs> he's like not again and it's like Are a year me later. There's been another goddamn rewrite. <laughs> was that your Jenny McCarthy? No, yeah. <laughs> Vaccines are bad. Yeah, that, apparently. That was, that was your real. That was your too real Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> also, scary movie did this, and it was oh fantastic. Oh my god! <laughs> it was funny. You knew it was gonna come uh, up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it had to. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> In the next scene. We see Aiden Keller, played by David Dorfman, sat at his desk, incredibly focused on a picture he's drawing with a black crayon. His teacher, played by Rachel Thigpen, watches him from her desk as he's the only kid left in the class. Loudly down the hall, we hear his mother, Rachel Keller, played by Naomi Watts, cursing out her editor and telling him she'll poke his eyes out if he changes her column. (laughs) Not a good luck, Mom. No. But I have to say, I mean, I, I, okay, I've written a column and I've had an editor butcher it. 
So I'm like, she's my yeah. favorite character of all I, time. I totally, I totally get it. I didn't. I mean, I wanted to do some eye poking, but I didn't. Yeah. But not in front of your kid's teacher. She's relatable. Yeah. When you're clearly late picking him up. I don't have kids. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so you etiquette. can threaten to poke as many eyes as you want. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I at the yeah, school? Yeah, but not at. <laughs> Sir, why are you here? <laughs> not at the school. Don't. You can't. Yeah, you you can't, can't say shit like that. Well, she busts into the classroom, though, cursing as she gets off the phone. Of course. Fantastic. But she softens up and apologizes to the teacher for being late. Aiden says that he'll go wait in the car, and the teacher asks for a moment of Rachel's time. He looks exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That kid looks unwell. Like, he did not look okay. There's a lot to say about this kid (laughs) in this film that I guess we'll just get to organically. But I do want to say from Jump... I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this kid. I, at this point, feel very sorry for him. For most of the movie, I feel very sorry for him. Yeah. I'm sorry for him and mildly afraid of him. (laughs) 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 But with Aiden waiting in the hall, Rachel and the teacher sit down and the teacher commends Aiden's independence, but she also brings up that she knows his cousin passed away recently. She says she knows that they were close, but asks if Rachel has talked to him about her passing. The answer is no, but Rachel assures her that she's there for her son no matter what. The teacher then says, even though he's not talking about it, he's finding other outlets to express himself. That's when she breaks out several drawings that depict a girl being buried underground. I laugh because the drawings are not good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but Rachel's like, yep, that's, that's Katie. Katie. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh too. I was like, yep, it looks just like her. I'm like, how can you tell? But Rachel says that Aiden lost his best friend three nights ago and that he's just using the drawings to work through the trauma. She then gets up to leave, but the teacher's like, Aiden drew these last week. And I honestly did not remember this wrinkle at all. I didn't either. And in a lot of aspects, it doesn't really pan out. No. Uh, um, I remember it, but I was like, what? But I I have... (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple things here. If you drew it last week, why weren't we talking about it last week? A... B, let the kid draw if he's not talking about what's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's therapeutic. So maybe encourage that instead of being like, look, this kid's fucked up. Yeah. And <laughs> C, though, why is he back in school already? Like, I feel like that was... Three days. Let, him, quick. Stay, let yeah. him stay home for a little bit. It's his best friend. And you know it's his best friend. And cousin. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. And you don't seem to care at all. Like, yeah, that's, not <laughs> really. that's your niece, yeah, dude. That's- <laughs> <laughs> that your niece she's more concerned about her column <laughs> but no i mean all all great points i think the biggest thing about it though is that it sets something into motion that like you're saying just doesn't really matter yeah i mean we get a little bit more of it later but it's like they pick and choose when they yeah. want because and i don't want to talk too much about the original because i really do want to cover it eventually mm-hmm. but that kid from the original is not aiden in this okay so Aiden is really, I mean, there was a, a sign of the main character, mm-hmm. but I feel like Aiden is really just a um, American creation. And yeah. so without having that original to fall back on, it's, you know what I kind of thought? a little rogue. I thought, uh, well, the sixth sense had a creepy kid. What did I tell it's you? It's so funny because when we were watching this, John Paul goes, what year did the sixth sense come out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that's kind of. And I know, I, and I know, I've said it before, and I promise, I don't have. I promise, I don't have a problem with kids. <laughs> I, you know, I don't like kids in movies, whatever, because it's a, it's hit or miss. It is, and that could really fuck a movie up. It and can. It's like, Damn it! You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, everything else is perfect, but you put this fucking kid in there. 
It's getting um, personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he I did. I was like, You're are you coming from the sixth sense or what's that? You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, What's going on here? If I'm not mistaken, I remember reading that from the success of the sixth sense, they decided to take more of a chance on horror films and greenlight them. And I think DreamWorks was one of the studios that was more open to horror after The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. So part of me is afraid that they were like, well, we need a creepy kid like that. Maybe. Because the other one did it and it did gangbusters at the fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> box <but>. office. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see. I didn't even know that this was a book series. Me neither. No, until uh, Kristen told me... Mm-hmm. When we announced we were covering, this. yeah. <laughs> so on the Patreon, right? So I obviously did not have time to read it because I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. No. But I know there was there's like some gender swapping going on. The main character is a man, and then uh, I think it's a daughter. But I would be interested to know if there's any weird shit in the novel, right? Mm-hmm. Because there definitely wasn't pertaining to the child in the original. Right, right. No, so, I think that's an American situation. Uh, yeah, probably. But in the next scene. Rachel drives Aiden home through the Seattle rain. She stares at him through the rearview mirror, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me live. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that night, she puts him to bed. After he refuses a bedtime story, she kisses him goodnight and gets up to leave, but he starts getting philosophical. He says, we don't have enough time. She thinks he means they don't spend enough time together. Yeah. And she apologizes for working too much, but he's like, no, we don't have enough time before we die. At this point, I part of me was like, okay, look, I know that the overworked single mother is a very real thing that exists, right. mm-hmm. but I feel like it's become so cliche in movies. A little bit. You know who else was <laughs> uh, a single mother that was working a lot with a oh, troubled no. child? Tony Collette and the motherfucking six- Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Starting to see some- Queen yeah. Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just saying. But Aiden's like- Oh, so you know when I'm gonna die? And I'm like, holy oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> Can you chill? Had a long day at work, uh, but she tells him not to worry about it and that nobody knows when they'll die. But then he drops the bomb. Katie knew when she was gonna die and even told him that she didn't have enough time. Then he just rolls over and says, "Good night, Rachel." I'm like, okay, that's problem number one. Right? Yeah, no, this is a whole lot for you to just roll your ass over and call your mother by her Christian name. <laughs> Can we rewind? Just yeah. Two-piece that kid. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to... That's one thing you're not going to do. No. And then to roll over and like Mm-mm. fuck off. Oh, no. no. But again, like we were saying at the beginning, Katie was not scared about dying and not yeah. having enough time. No. She was making fun of the tape and pretending to die. Yeah. They had a pillow fight. They had <laughs> a pillow fight. When you're afraid of dying, you don't have a fucking pillow fight. No, I would have my friend over... And I would just be kind of like <laughs> just watch sitting me, in please. a corner like, are you okay? <laughs> just right, sobbing. Just watch me, man. Take yeah. care of me. <laughs> Is it 10 o'clock yet? <laughs> but so again, that's the bit of inconsistency. But the next morning, Rachel rushes to get herself dressed but can't find her black dress. She calls out to Aiden who doesn't answer. But when she heads out into the living room, she finds her dress slung over the couch with her shoes parked right underneath it. Aiden stands on a chair looking into the mirror, already dressed in a suit, but fixing his tie. He tells her that her dress is a little wrinkled, but she says it's fine. I'm pretty sure a grown man is possessing that child. Yeah. I think that's the real story here. It's <laughs> really funny because I I remember when I was younger being like, if I have kids, I want a son like that, that, you know, can handle his own shit or whatever. And now that I am older and I do have kids, I'm like, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Child. 
this is Dude, not a normal situation. If your kid was doing that, you'd be like, you need to stop. You need to stop <laughs> right now. Brush his face into yeah. the, the mirror. Just, oh, go, shut up. Go watch some Tom yeah. and Jerry. Be a fucking kid. Like, what the hell? You baby right. it up a little bit, please. I think Scooby-Doo is on. Right. <laughs> but in the next scene, we see the two of them heading inside the Embry home for Katie's wake. So it was in this shot of them walking into the house that I was like, okay, so this is just going to be the color palette the entire film. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a <laughs> there's a green tint to every single scene, and sometimes it's successful, but other times, for me, it was a little distracting. Mm-hmm. But I, as I'm watching, I'm like, was did John Deere color grade this shit? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was, I think, it was a leprechaun. Was that, that right? It, yeah. It was. Uh, this was filmed on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a deliberate choice. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm watching the whole damn thing through. Like, I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> And they're playing it just outside my swamp. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's definitely a choice because the original has full color. There's no, you know, so I just wanted to see if I was the only one that found it (laughs) distracting. But anyway, once inside, Aiden slowly approaches a photo of Katie and places a white carnation in front of it. Rachel joins him as he stares at Katie's photo and kisses him on the forehead. As she walks away, she overhears people just talking shit. Someone's like, teens don't have strokes unless they're on drugs. And someone else is like, and why the closed coffin? I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. For real. Who invited y'all? Yeah. If Rachel can hear her mother, Katie's yeah, mother is in, no. in earshot. Shit. But I also wanted to like elaborate on something you said about her kissing him and then walking away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just leave your child alone in <laughs> yeah. his grief. That's fine. With all these strangers. That's fine. Yeah. That are talking shit about his dead cousin. <laughs> Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Have take a good a, one, kid. Take a salt tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel approaches her sister, Ruth Embry, played by Lindsay Frost. She hugs her tightly and gives her condolences for the loss of her daughter. Sat on a couch nearby is Ruth's husband, Dave, played by Michael Spound. Rachel asks how he is, and he gives a very detached response. He does give a detached response, but she kind of looks at him like, okay, dude. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I was only asking how you yeah. were, but whatever. Yeah, of course he's not okay. No. His yeah, daughter no, is that's dead. that's a lot. Yeah. Well, he, he says, I'm fine. How are you? And then he turns away like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, <laughs> this bitch are you serious? really going <laughs> to? Just the audacity. It's pretty bad. But while doing the dishes together, Ruth says that Dave is basically a shell and that losing Katie is too much for him. She's been gone for four days. Yes. Yeah. Give him a break. So yeah, I can't believe he's not over it yet. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Right, the yard looks bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we need to get like, come on. We get it. Good yeah. Lord. But <laughs> Rachel's like, I know. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I understand taking up for your sister, but you should have a little. Yeah. It is still your brother-in-law. It's his daughter too, dude. But Ruth says that she also tried to do research and couldn't find one documented case of a 16-year-old's heart just suddenly stopping. She even spoke to the doctors who examined Katie and they have no idea what happened. But she says that she knows that Katie was close with Rachel and Aiden and asked if she ever said anything that could like shed a light on what happened. Mm-hmm. What's funny to me is that Ruth goes, I know that you were close with her. And Rachel's like, well, she was close to Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? I, know. I didn't really fuck with yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, Katie wasn't really Damn, my bag. Yeah. I, uh, She's a friend of a friend, okay? <laughs> I was like, God, let her have it. <laughs> but Rachel says no, obviously. She doesn't know anything about what could have happened to her. Ruth says that Rachel could find out since she's a journalist, you know, that's basically the entire gig. Mm -hmm. And Rachel seems a bit hesitant, but Ruth begs her. And after a moment of hesitation says, 
I saw her face. We're then taken back to that night, and we see a closet being slid open. Katie is huddled in the corner, her head tilted back, her skin bluish black, and her face twisted into a silent scream with her eyes wide open. Her head lurches forward, and then we're brought back to the present day. So... <laughs> Just very quickly, at this point as a child, I was like, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's <laughs> horrifying. It's horrifying. It 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 is scary. Like to like visually like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not like like it's like that scared the shit out of you <laughs> so bad. Yes. But, so they're saying that was a stroke? That's my positive <laughs> yeah. problem. Like what medical examiner sees that and is like, yeah, her heart just stopped. Right. No. Her face is screaming. Something yeah. happened to her. Yeah. And again, that's a drastic change from the original. Yeah. They just kind of looked frightened and dead. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't blue like they had drowned. And yeah. <laughs> no, it's horrifying. It's unbelievable. But Rachel heads outside where a couple of teen girls are gossiping about Becca, who they say is in a psychiatric hospital after what happened to Katie. They say something must have scared the shit out of her. I was like, well, no. Fucking yeah. No shit. <laughs> a very total sidebar thing, but... Girl teen number one is played by Sasha Baressa, who was also apparently in the Hangover trilogy. But the interesting thing about her is I found out she quit acting in 2014 to become a professional poker player. Holy shit. What a cool job. Right? I mean, if you can. (laughs) Right. I'd be a pro for like a day. (laughs) But Rachel sidles up and starts acting like a journalist. No, she starts acting like a, how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah. That's, that's literally in my notes. That's the next thing. But I, I I wanted to point out the journalism aspect because she's trying to appeal to them, but it's definitely Steve Buscemi style. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know, uh, I used to get high with a friend of mine. And uh, before she can ask, you know, was Katie into that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just completely interrupted by Kellen, who is played by Adam Brody. Yeah. Seth Cohen. Is that a reference I don't? It's the yeah, OC. It's from the oh. OC. I couldn't. I even, used to watch that. Yeah, uh, I couldn't finish that show because it got really bad. But oh. he yeah, was, <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. He was my favorite part of it. But oh. go on. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen says that this isn't about getting high. It's about the tape. And so the girls are like, "Okay, that's enough. <laughs> like, no more about the tape." <laughs> It'd be cool, man. But Rachel persists. Kellen says it's the tape that kills you if you watch it. The girls accidentally let it slip that Katie watched it with her boyfriend, Josh, who goes to Revere. Rachel asks if she can speak with Josh, but Kellen puts the kibosh on that and tells the group that Josh is dead. But it's like, why is nobody talking about this? Yeah. The real kicker is he says he killed himself the night Katie died. Why is nobody? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. No. Why are you not over there, too? What yeah. happened? <laughs> what happened? Oh, you didn't like him that yeah. much? It's like, well, I've, I got to hit the other way yeah. in about an hour. <laughs> but back inside the house, Aiden makes his way upstairs, envisioning Katie running up them the night she died. So I guess, is that like a bit of clairvoyance? I guess. I feel like that's what they were trying to do with Aiden, but it kind of falls flat. Yeah. See, this is where, and, and I was like, I was like, I this six cents crap. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm <laughs> not enjoying it. No, it just, I was like, God damn, dude, really? Well, in <laughs> their in their defense, there is a character in the original that kind of does have this sight or clairvoyance thing going on, which is fair. But in changing it in this film, you completely neuter the character that they're one hundred, you know, one hundred percent, the American yeah. counterpart. But we'll get to that in a bit. As Aiden reaches the top of the steps, he walks to Katie's room, and though the door is shut, 
we see the floorboards are water damaged from the puddle that appeared that night. And, you know, we've kind of been bringing it up periodically about the original, but mm-hmm. there are shots from the original that are straight up repurposed. Oh, yeah. In this oh, film. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we're remaking this. Yeah. Like, what part <laughs> didn't you understand? Now, to me, I'm like, I'm kind of torn because I'm like, is this really awesome that they're being so faithful right or is this really lazy they're just like no we'll just (laughs) we'll just do that that too yeah Yeah. (laughs) so for what it's worth but aiden makes his way inside the room and there's a shot of him walking inside it's kind of lit almost like a bad dream yeah yeah i thought that was kind of neat but he walks towards katie's tv and stares into it but notices the same ripple running through it that caught katie's attention in the living room on the night she died rachel out of nowhere turns on the light and asks what he's doing and says that he shouldn't be in her room. Aiden's like, it's not her room anymore in bails. Can you not be yeah, cryptic for five minutes? Again. Bing. Yeah. She's like, you Get see what? This is why I work late. Yeah. <laughs> but Rachel notices a picture of Katie and Aiden, but moves on to look at a binder that's on Katie's desk. I didn't know that Aiden could smile. No. Yeah. Like, he's very happy in that picture. And he's a very miserable child that we know. (laughs) Well, we've only known him post Katie's death. Fair. So, I mean, not to be Captain Bring Down. (laughs) He's 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 mourning. (laughs) (laughs) But the notebook is filled with pages torn out of magazines of, like, fashion models. Mm -hmm. But all their faces have been scribbled out with black marker. I was like, okay, so Katie's a serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the world is better off. Yeah. I I mean, hey. But in the binder as well... Rachel also finds a ticket for a photo development shop with two hearts drawn on it. In journalism, this is what we call a lead. (laughs) (laughs) So in the next scene, Rachel has gotten the photos developed and we see Katie in a ton of photos with Josh and his friends. We see them standing outside the Shelter Mountain Inn and engaging in a bunch of teenage hijinks and shenanigans. Mm -hmm. But in the last photo in the set, the teens stand in front of a cabin but all their faces are warped and distorted. I'd be mad if my photos came out <laughs> like that. Remember when we had to wait and we're oh, like, I, yeah. I, hope, <laughs> I hope these came out okay. <laughs> hope it was focused. Yeah. <laughs> but in her apartment, with the help of a couple of newspaper articles, Rachel discovers that Josh died after falling from a high rise while his friends Scott and Stacy died in a car crash. So this confused me okay. because so everybody gets like, this final destination death except for katie yeah well like this dude's falling off of a building this couple's getting in this crazy car accident and she's just shriveled up in the corner of her closet i think she just happened to be near a tv maybe (laughs) i mean i don't know (laughs) she's the only one by a tv yeah i feel like she would have stepped in the puddle and then the door handles electrocuted and then she grabs it you know and then she gets hanged by dental floss (laughs) and so so we're just ripping off everything six cents final destination but now that that raises more questions that I didn't even think about earlier. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, y'all aren't important. We're looking at Katie, so she's the one that has well, to... I'm not related to Josh. <laughs> but the odd thing about it is that all three of them died at 10 p.m., which was the same time on the clock that made Katie lose all her chill, Yeah, if you recall. The next day at work, though, Rachel finds out that Katie also died at 10 p.m., which only makes the entire thing even more suspicious. If I may just be annoying, uh, 
you can't pinpoint time of death like that. Exact, <laughs> exact time of death. She died and, at 10 p.m. And she also didn't die at 10 p.m. No, because so it was, you're wrong on top. Yeah, of- <laughs> yeah. It was 10 p.m. in the room when the phone rang. She died at like 10:03. Uh, 03. <laughs> 03. How long All does right. it take to pour juice? <laughs> I'm trying to think now. But and how do you know? It's like her watch stopped. Yeah, when right she died. At the second yeah. she died. How you know she didn't just have a broken yeah. watch. <laughs> but her editor walks up to her and he jokingly fires her, but she just shoes him away and tells him that she's working on something big. <laughs> like a cat. She's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I also I was kind of surprised to see that they were using a real newspaper for Rachel's job. The Seattle PI is a legitimate newspaper. Oh, oh I, really? that's cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that is cool. Uh, I think they're all online only now, which always upsets me to see. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. I'm old fashioned. But Rachel looks at the photos again, sees the name of the Shelter Mountain Inn, and through a series of scenic shots, we see her driving there. But she heads inside, and after the innkeeper fails to impress her with a card trick, <laughs> Rachel asks him if he remembers seeing Katie and even shows him some of the photos of her and her friends. She conveniently leaves out that they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She actually says that her, oh, my niece ran out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, she ran to heaven. I don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> but he actually does remember them. And he says that they actually skipped out without paying and also recalls their complaints about the television. He then explains that the reception is dog shit out here. So they outfitted each of the cabins with a VCR and they have a mini VHS library in the office. Rachel sees the library but one tape that's missing a label sticks out to her. But why? <laughs> it could yeah, mean anything. I mean, yeah. Well, but I mean, if we're hearing about a tape. I but guess, but it could have been in the Space Jam box. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> they could have been like, okay, this is yeah. Pump Up the Jam or whatever the, fuck, <laughs> the fucking song was. I don't remember. Cabin 5 has kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she decides to rent a room before heading back to Seattle, and she slaps down her credit card, requesting cabin 12, which is where Katie stayed. We do get an insert shot of her slapping her card down, and it's long and clear enough (laughs) (laughs) for you to see that it's an American Express card. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) We don't need the fucking product product placement. placement. Uh. But one cool bit, according to various sources, the studio actually left vhs tapes around at random events so people would pick them up watch them and then it would direct you to a website with a ton of in-universe writings that's mm-hmm. really really cool it's uh kind of blair witchy yeah. yeah but so they're ripping them off too. <laughs> can y'all chill please the funny thing to me though is according to imdb is after the movie was released in theaters completely dreamworks shut the websites down and when they were asked about them they said we don't know what you're talking about oh, no, get out of here <laughs> like that, though. Uh, that was pretty cool again commitment to a yeah. bit what website no idea <laughs> all right but rachel puts the <laughs> nondescript not <laughs> not space jam tape in her purse and heads out to the cabin as she makes her way in we see a tree with red leaves on a hill just behind her in the distance They make sure to show the tree again in much more detail as the clouds move behind it and the sun beams down, illuminating the leaves. I love that shot. It's fantastic. Inside the cabin, though, Rachel stares at the videotape for a moment before finally placing it in the VCR. Of course, back to that shot because I can't not say something. When the The sun... The color. Yes, of course. (laughs) You knew it. But that's the thing for me because 
as she's like standing there, mm-hmm. we see red light beaming through the window. Right. And it's such a nice break from all that fucking yeah. green. Because it's been nothing but green right. since day one. So I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> and so I was kind of blown away. But the, <laughs> the other interesting thing is that the tree is not real. Huh. I read on IMDb that it's made of steel and the leaves are made of silk. Oh, I like right, it. Yeah. yeah. Like I, oh, I, yeah. That thing looks badass. Yeah, yeah, it does. The other crazy thing, which, I mean, I feel like every scary movie has to have like a story they were like, everywhere we put the tree, it got... It's haunted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, they were like, it got blown down. I'm like, no, it fucking yeah. didn't. Even if it did, that means that y'all didn't build yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, question, did you su- did you secure it? Oh. Oh. Right. Well, that's probably why. That's then. probably what it was. No, it was Samara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on the tape, after a bit of static, we hear a high-pitched tone and are shown what appears to be a ring in the center of the screen. What follows is a variety of disturbing images. Rushing water mixing with blood, a solitary chair in the middle of a room, and an extreme close-up of black hair being combed. We then see a woman in a mirror combing her hair. The mirror moves to the other side of the frame, and we see a girl with her face covered in long black hair retreating into the shadows. The mirror then returns to the other side, where the woman who is combing her hair just smiles. After a quick shot of a nail dripping with blood, we see a man standing in the upstairs window of a farmhouse. This is followed by a cliff's edge as a fly moves across the screen. We're then treated to what appears to be a tight shot of intestines being pulled out of a man's fucking gurgling mouth, (laughs) followed by shifting black plastic bags and then a tree on fire for good measure. We then see someone pressing a nail through their thumb and their fingernail just snaps off in the process. Mm Mm-hmm. We then get a shot of Rachel, who appears to be both intrigued (laughs) and disgusted as the tape continues. As we all are, I think. Like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. (laughs) But we see the screen filled with maggots, which then transitions to a sea of people wading through water. I thought that was a really cool transition. But then an ear-splitting noise screeches as we see a table with a glass of water on it and a chair sliding from the table on its own. A giant centipede crawls from under the table before we see a shot of a lamb with three legs limping inside of a barn. We see the shot of a horse's eye very close up in what appears to be a crescent moon closing, followed by a box with seven severed and twitching fingers inside. We see the tree burning again, then we see the woman that was combing her hair turn to face the camera. After that, a shot of the house without the man in the window this time around. The solitary chair levitates upside down and spins violently before we see a ladder propped up against a wall. After a shot of what appears to be dead horses on the shore with waves crashing against their bodies, we see the woman hold her arms out on the cliff's edge and jump from it. The ladder that was up against the building falls to the ground and we see the crescent become a ring. In the last shot, we see a well in the middle of the woods before the tape gives way to static. Now I know that was a lot. (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) The first thing I thought was David Lynch. I was like, this feels like some Lynchian (laughs) shit. I did read that he declined an offer to direct this movie. And I was Mm. like, they're like, well, we'll just use the shit anyway. (laughs) We'll just take your style then. Yeah. But I will say the cursed tape. I don't mean to give anything away. (laughs) (laughs) Tea. The cursed tape in this film for me is a marked improvement over the original. I agree. It's eerier and it's filled with way more symbolic imagery. It's fucked up. It is. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) You're translating all my stuff. (laughs) But I feel like it's um, kind of 
misused later on because they really beat you over the head with it mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of like handholdy. Right. This time watching it, I don't think the tape was as scary as, as it was disturbing or like kind of like, what the fuck? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, scary movies was better. Oh, my God. I, I, but no, I, I like, like you said, the the transition from the maggots to the people. Yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. That was cool. It yeah. reminds me of The Fly, the beginning yeah. of The Fly. Oh, yeah. Um, so then now they're ripping off The Fly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Ripley's, believe it or not, that we always go yeah. to in uh, Grand Prairie. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they still do, but in the scary version, they are the scary version (laughs) in the the scary area they played the tape remember oh yeah yeah. that's right we were like it's about to be some shit oh yeah (laughs) they wouldn't just play that for no reason guys (laughs) but rachel turns off the tv a bit shaken up understandably over what she just watched but then the phone rings and she answers it a girl on the other end whispers seven days Rachel rushes outside to look around almost in a, what are you waiting for, huh? (laughs) Kind of a fashion. I thought that was a little odd. At the risk of another (laughs) scream (laughs) reference, Uh Star 69 is ass. Yes. That's what I would have done. Her ass. Her ass. (laughs) (laughs) In this case, it's her ass. Yeah. But in the next scene, we see a title card that reads, Thursday, day one. I like that they start a little countdown because yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not keeping track. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. So thank you. But inside their apartment, Aiden is making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Creamy peanut butter. Nice. Grape jelly. No. A mistake. Both, no. both mistakes. Did I just piss off crazy. everyone in the room? Yeah. <laughs> Crunchy peanut butter all yes. day Wrong. with strawberry jelly. Mm, yes. No, grape. <laughs> How do y'all like your peanut butter yeah. sandwiches? Bombard us with yeah. the... Tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. At the pod mortem. Your perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> but he calls out to tell Rachel that he's going to school as he just slings his backpack over his shoulder. Like, damn, mom, can you step it yeah. up a little? Not even... Goodbye, son. No. <laughs> Have You're a great day. You're yeah. here? Yeah. Like, go. You're creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a neglected child. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. But we see Rachel's bedroom door is just closed and we go inside to see that she's sitting on her bed just staring at the videotape. Outside, Aiden walks through the rain but stops when he crosses paths with Noah Clay, played by Martin Henderson. They share an odd moment staring at each other before departing each other's company. Awkward. Very awkward. I don't know if Aiden is supposed to even know who he is right now. Yeah. I I, I don't know either because they don't really make that clear, but... Also, just to piggyback on my <laughs> Rachel should get her child taken yeah. away platform. <laughs> it is pouring down rain. Yes. And this is like a city yeah. street. I was going to say, it's fucking downtown <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, no, you'll be fine. Go on. It's a lot, dude. Yeah. See you if you come home, I guess. Uh. <laughs> if you make it home, I'll see you then. <laughs> Your ass acts so grown, maybe. <laughs> Bring dinner. Yeah. Okay. But back in the apartment, Rachel shows Noah the warped photograph of the teenagers. He's like, now, what does this have to do with the tape? She hands him a camera and has him take her picture. When he does, her face is warped just like the photo of the teens. He even cycles through past photos taken earlier that morning, and it's just a collection of distorted selfies. When she asks his opinion, he's still confused and goes on about the tape. He's like, you called me about a tape. (laughs) (laughs) Very reluctantly, she decides to show it to him as he remains incredibly skeptical that a tape had anything to do with the deaths. So... Noah, is he just like another version of Breck and Myers or like, he, 
I was like, I know this guy. And then I was like, no, nope, that's not him. I think they, a <laughs> lot maybe of, the hair. Yeah. Uh, that was the style at the time. I feel like they made right. a lot of these actors in a factory. <laughs> But right, I mean, I know he doesn't look exactly like him, but I was like, you guys kind of—it's the same flavor. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank the you. Same thank flavor. you. So you understood then. <laughs> I understand. Apparently, he was a child actor in New Zealand, and this was his first foray into like American cinema. Mm-hmm. Was it also his last? Because yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's still working. I don't know what, but he is still working. Okay, good for Noah. He's no Naomi Watts, right? No. But anyway. <laughs> Noah watches the tape, and I guess Rachel doesn't want to add it to her letterbox again, so she she just stands on a balcony and looks out at her neighbors through their windows. One guy is clearly a reference to Rear Window. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw him, all I think, and I'm so ruined by The Simpsons. I was going to say, I'm already there with you. Yeah, Yeah, there's a sinister looking kid I want to Also, my note here while she's looking around through people's windows or whatever is I love looking in people's houses. But then I, I put in parentheses, not weird. I don't mean it in a weird way. But like, you know, when you're driving down the street and somebody has their door open or their window open and you're like, oh, I like how their dining room set up or whatever. And then you put, and on, <laughs> and then you put on your ski mask. And <laughs> oh, this house is nice. Yeah. Open or the trunk. Like, yeah. We got some good shit in here. Is my escalation caught on tape? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. In three weeks, I you're like, like, and then you grab some ropes. Yeah. And then, like, nay, no. <laughs> I didn't mean it that. As soon as I wrote it, I was like, ooh, maybe, Wait a minute. maybe don't say that. And here I am saying it. But Well, this episode just became incriminating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edit this part out. No. But <laughs> after making eye contact with another random lady, Noah joins her on the balcony saying that the tape was very student film, but that he's sure it's a lot scarier at night. I guess Rachel makes a face and he's like, I'm, ju- yeah. I'm sure it's scarier. Yeah, that did not look student to me. No. I don't know no. What, what he's used to, but like, yeah. stop. But just then, the phone rings and they head inside. Rachel doesn't answer it, though. Yeah. I was like, don't you want some confirmation? You're a goddamn journalist. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but she's scared. Or let him answer it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right? not scared. It's like, it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Noah just snacks on an apple, still very skeptical. Well, it's the asshole eating an apple trope. You That's have how to. I took it. Now, I laughed very hard because Rachel's like, four people who watch this are dead. And he goes, hey, we watched it and we're hanging. Yeah. I I laughed out loud. I was like, come on, man. But Rachel reminds him that it takes a week and he's like, gotta go. Yeah. They agree that she's not easily rattled, but she's very rattled now. So that it definitely has to mean something because she's way off character, I guess. All she wants to know is who made the tape and where it came from. So Noah asks her to make him a copy and he'll look into it. After Noah leaves, she sees that there's a message on the answering machine, but she deletes it. Yeah. If I don't hear it, it's not happening. Well, but. (laughs) But you've already answered it. Yeah. And this one heard it. This one isn't even for you. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. You're like, I'll let him know. I'll. (laughs) Or tell him, you know, let's listen to it. You can hear. Yeah. He's literally still in the hallway. Just grab him. Like, I think a child called you that (laughs) (laughs) told me to leave you a message. But in the next scene, Rachel's back at the newspaper office and on some very dated machinery, (laughs) she makes a copy of the tape. As she watches it again, she notices the numbers on the machine are just going haywire. Mm -hmm. She pauses the tape on the scene where the fly is walking across. I don't know. He's just like, (laughs) what's going on on this side? But for some reason, she touches the screen. 
on this scene. Now, this happens only to set up something that happens yeah, later. It does. Yeah, because there's no reason to do this. I just said on Sinister, you shouldn't be touching shit. Yeah, <laughs> with bugs on it. But here we are again. But in the next scene, we see Rachel making her way up what appears to be the elevator from the beginning of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> And we get a title card that reads Friday, day two. But she makes her way up to Noah's loft apartment and he watches the copied tape. The numbers on the VCR are all strange like before and it just flat out puzzles Noah. He explains that the tape doesn't have a control track, which is basically the fingerprint of a VHS. So that makes it increasingly difficult to find out where the tape came from at all. Now, I'm glad he explained what a control track was because I'm like I don't I do yeah. not know this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I knew it was you know it had there was tracking on there yeah. like the numbers, but, but I, was I was like, like I yeah. don't. I was like what? And so sometimes it's good to hold your audience's hand. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was like you're gonna have to dumb that down for yeah. me, <laughs> AV Club. But he pops the tape back in and they go through it, kind of confused about how some of the shots were filmed. They then notice more picture in the frame on the outside of the tracking, and when they stretch the alignment of the tape, it just completely fucks up. Mm-hmm. They kind of laugh a little bit about it, like they seem annoyed at first, but then they're like, ah. "Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is so us." Exactly. Yeah. But they're kind of broken up a little bit when Beth, played by Polly Perrette, comes in, spouting to Noah that she's picked up some cameras that are in pretty good shape. Noah very awkwardly introduces Beth as his assistant, but when she kisses him on the cheek, it's pretty obvious that she's more than that. Okay, my question is, why didn't this bitch go, what the fuck do you mean your assistant? This is clearly yeah. not, even if this is <laughs> oh, his assistant, true. Yeah. I'm not only your assistant, obviously, no. so she should have gotten his yeah. ass about that, and I didn't appreciate the fact that she didn't. Fair point. Also, this is super fucking messy. So messy, yeah. Noah. I don't like any of it. Why is it messy exactly? if everything's on the up and up clearly this is an ex situation right yes between rachel and noah but she needs help we're not doing anything other than figuring out this videotape that's killing us or killing you right Right. what is the harm in saying oh that's my girlfriend girlfriend this is rachel she's having an issue with this tape right why are you being so fucking shady are you trying to get it in with the ex (laughs) well why are you i don't like it i don't like it what if we were looking at this from the wrong angle (laughs) no we're not i don't like it well what if beth is like look i'm not into labels why are we diving so deep then she she wouldn't have kissed him to assert her dominance in front of rachel that's fair that is 100 percent fair. but she only kissed him on the cheek Maybe it's but not that serious. supposed to fuck him in front of the <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I found some cameras. Jeez, yeah, I know, right? Get naked. I, yeah. I need when Rachel I to do, know. When, when I come home or when you come home or whatever, I do not kiss you on the cheek. Okay, but if you came home and I was like, oh, uh, this is my coworker, John Paul. I'm not bitch. kissing you on the cheek. I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Well, I feel he's like gonna, he's going to kiss you on the mouth while making eye contact with the dude. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> I feel like I've derailed us, but yeah. this read very messy to me and I did not like it. And I'll stop now. It, right. it was a little messier in the original. Yeah, I thought. So I think they're just trying to carry on the tradition of what they saw there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Like all, it. all I thought was, "Come on, man!" You know what I mean? We you all know. Ju- yeah, we know. You jumped up quick. <laughs> <laughs> but Noah tells Beth about the video that Rachel is researching and invites her to check it out. But Rachel snatches it with the quickness and heads out of the apartment. Noah follows her, and she tells him that she did not want Beth to see the tape. 
He's like, you let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't want to let him see it. Uh, barely. Had, well, barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did call him over. Yeah. But still. But they get into some weird quasi argument where, as if it wasn't made clearer before, it's clear that they used to date in the past. Yeah. But they leave each other kind of on good-ish terms as Rachel heads down in the elevator. I mean, I can't say good-ish because she was like telling but him to grow up. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, but clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> this, is, this isn't about the tape anymore. No. It's not, it's not about the tape, but you're acting like it's about the tape. And let me tell you why you're wrong. Because <laughs> how are you mad at him for maintaining the same opinion that he's had this entire time? You can't be. I don't believe this. Watches the tape. I don't believe this. You come over to his apartment. I don't believe this. Grow up. It's well, like, <laughs> it's, it's literally about Beth. Well, like, right, that's it. Right. But I say goodish because I think he smiles at her on the way down because he smiles like, oh, Rachel. Yeah. Kind of. This bitch is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is their standard yeah. back and forth. Now I got to go upstairs and explain some shit to yeah. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> that woman he, broke in. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know who that was. He shuts the door. She's like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> But on her way out of the building, Rachel walks underneath a very tall ladder reminiscent of the shot in the video. So, okay, not only is that bad luck, but they show us the ladder shot from the video as if we forgot that it happened. Oh, yeah, Yeah. a ladder. And to be made even worse, a worker guy like pops up on the ladder and is like, watch out, lady. That's bad luck. Don't need that. I'm like, well, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I feel like it only would have been made worse as if he was like, it's like uh, from that videotape you watched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thankfully, we didn't go that far. But in the next scene, we get a title card reading Saturday, day three. So I had a question now that it's day three. Uh huh. Why are they why is she doing one thing a day when She's pretty convinced that she has a seven-day time limit. Right. Well, she still has a job and a son. Well, she, she has a job. She barely, <laughs> she barely has a son. F- yeah. I would be fast-tracking, calling to work. Right. I mean, in I don't all, know. In all fairness, on my worst days, doing one thing is enough. Oh, no. This is, this <laughs> so, is literally me. Like, I wonder get, if she's also depressed. Get, the, <laughs> get this one thing. Well, you can be depressed Quickly. Uh, quick. <laughs> I didn't I I didn't even think about that. I was he she goes to his apartment and then it's like day three. I'm like, that's all you did? Yeah. <laughs> you were there for twenty minutes. She's got a checklist. <laughs> and tomorrow I'll visit Becca. <laughs> Speaking of her though, we watch as Becca is walked through the psychiatric hospital shielded by a curtain. She stops for a moment as the curtain continues and she stares ahead at a television. That's, I guess, hanging in the break room before she gets shielded once again by the orderly. We then see Rachel interviewing Becca, asking her how Katie died. When she brings up the videotape, Becca lowers her eyes. Rachel grabs her hand and says she needs to know how Katie died. Becca says, you will, and she'll show you. When Rachel asks who, Becca tells her, not now, and then folds in Rachel's thumb to where she's holding up four fingers and tells her, four days how the hell do you know that (laughs) dude sure kid yeah this made me who the fuck are you what are you talking about you never saw the tape you never saw the tape you don't know rachel you don't know when rachel watched the tape unless i don't i I mean i guess she was there that night with katie but i don't think she got all the future tea from i don't know that you that clairvoyance just bounces from person to person (laughs) and i'm sorry but again this only brings up the question where the fuck was becca that night 
She, she was looking for Vicodin. So she went to go take a shit, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> and then she comes back, like, ready to play backgammon or whatever teenage girls do. And play then, backgammon. Mm-hmm. boom, she finds it. Right. So then from that point forward, she's like, I also am a psychic for whoever has watched the tape. I know how many days they. Yeah. yeah. It's a very specific psychic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even make money off of that, man. But the other interesting thing to me is that this whole situation with the hospital and Becca being interviewed or whatever being seen with the curtain i mean this is from the second japanese ring film because in the original you never see this character again no oh shit so it's like they're incorporating elements i don't know if they didn't think they were going to be able to make a sequel right that would be my first thought if they're like let's just get in as much as we can but because in all honesty i don't know why they wouldn't revisit this character in the original film yeah because she was fucking there yeah and if you're a journalist you should be like well this is a primary source oh, yeah. <laughs> at the scene of the crime exactly but i digress after a transitional shot of that tree on the hill we see rachel takes the tape to some kind of lab i guess where donna played by stephanie erb shows her the ropes regarding the video equipment when rachel says she'd rather watch the tape alone donna's like whatever I <laughs> I appreciated this character, and it's, yeah. a, it's a shame we don't see that much more <laughs> no. of her. But Rachel goes through the tape and prints out random images from it. She tries to stretch the alignment like she did in Noah's apartment, and in doing so, I mean the tape. That sounds <laughs> that sounds very bad. <laughs> <laughs> but in doing so, she's able to see that there's a lighthouse in the distance. When she tries to print out that image, the screen just shuts off. When she gets it back on, though. It's the portion of the tape with the fly walking across the screen. I make it like he's just so casual. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's going on a stroll. But although the tape is paused, we see the fly's wings flutter. For some reason, she reaches for it and literally peels it off the screen. As she stares at it, her nose begins to bleed. It's a scary moment. Yeah. It is. I... It's played a little weird, though, because Donna comes back and she's like, you got a little uh, yeah. <laughs> a little shit on your face. <laughs> Go clean that shit. Yeah. And Rachel just wipes her nose and is like, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, it's bleeding. And then I, that's it. Sorry, I did some coke earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but at that moment, you kind of got to be like, I'm fucked. Yeah. There's something supernatural happening undeniably now right with the fly you mean i thought you were talking right. about the nosebleed i was like people no. get nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> that's not specifically the fly that came out of the screen fair enough yeah because you pulled it yes, out of the screen that was in the and you know it was in it because we had that moment of you touching the screen right, before yeah. and you saw it moving yeah while it was paused so i mean to me what i guess this can kind of be foreshadowing in a way when you think about things it, yeah, yeah no that's true coming out of a television yeah not to spoil anything there you go but in the next scene rachel heads to a library and we get the title card sunday day four hey she did two things on day three there you go i'm proud yeah she's she heard she got your notes (laughs) but through her research rachel finds a photo of the lighthouse in an old book matching it up with the photo that she printed out from the lab we learn that the lighthouse is located on moesco island so back at the newspaper offices she does more research on the island i don't know why she couldn't just check out a computer at the library yeah. Yeah. But. get on the microfiche that's yeah. what we all want to see seriously and i'm if you calculate it i think like 30 minutes of this movie is research <laughs> <laughs> but through this batch of research she finds a photo of several women standing in front of the lighthouse including anna morgan played by shannon cochran that lady was not in that picture yeah no she was not i don't <laughs> 
That looked like shit. <laughs> I, I was like, $50 million to make this yeah. shit? Because literally, I don't think any of the women, they all looked like they were on a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> and looked, just spliced in. It looked hilarious. But Anna, as we're shown through an unnecessary flashback, is the woman combing her hair on the tape. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the only person with black hair we've right. seen. <laughs> but Rachel also finds out that Anna was an accomplished equestrian and horse trainer. But when she Googles Moesco Island and horses, she's flabbergasted and we don't know why yet. I just want to say because she did it and it has nothing to do with anything, but I hate when people lick their fingers to turn pages, yeah. especially in public books. If you want to lick your own book, that's your business. But yeah. nobody's licking a book. I, I mean, well, you basically <laughs> no, yeah. are. I guess <laughs> I hate that. And we can move on now. I just wanted to say that. I think it's gross if the teacher who does because it happened a lot in school. Oh, yeah. like when you if, take one if, paper and pass it back yeah. and then she's all. Well, let me oh. your paper. <laughs> <laughs> It's only gross if the teacher who does it is not attractive, right? No. <laughs> just That's just me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's not weird, is it? Listen, I made myself look like a serial killer. Okay. And now <laughs> you look like a creep. Uh-huh. Hey, JP. <laughs> no. Say, say something off-putting. No. It's all right. <laughs> Lose more of our audience, yeah. please. <laughs> But the research continues in the next scene as Rachel finds articles in the archive about sickness striking Anna's horses, complete with photos of dead horses on the beach, just like on the tape. And again, we're shown a flashback of that, Yeah, which kind of upsets me. You can chill. Mm -hmm. Interesting note about that, though, is that the horses that were on the beach in the photo... I read that they were actual taxidermied horses that the studio, I guess, bought or rented. Damn. I don't know why you could rent them. That's a little yeah. odd. <laughs> you guys thought I was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel <laughs> makes copies of the articles. The real kicker, though, is that the horses drowned themselves. And even with a ton of testing, they were never able to find out why. But Rachel then finds an article detailing Anna's suicide jumping from a cliff on Moesco Island. Again, we're shown her doing so on the tape. Distracted by her work, Rachel accidentally scratches Anna's face out in a photo, much like the photos in the binder that she found in Katie's room. Yeah. She's like, oh, so I guess that wasn't weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it absentmindedly. But in the next scene, we get the title card, Monday, Day 5. Noah's at a convenience store buying groceries and cigarettes. After the cashier hands him the cigarettes, she tells him that he's going to die. He's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> but she tells him that her cousin smoked two packs a day, but never went back after using the patch. Noah's like, oh, yeah, smoking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, That's Doc. fine. Thanks. Um, it's funny to me because in most movies, she'd be like, you're going to die. And he'd be like, what? And she's like, I said, do you want some fries? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I do. <laughs> <laughs> she actually said that's yeah. true it was a real thing <laughs> but when he looks up at the security camera he notices that his face is completely warped like in the photographs he just bails without another word to the cashier he's like i gotta come back and rob this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never fucking know yeah <laughs> maybe you need that name when you're lurking no i'm just kidding <laughs> kidding but in her apartment Rachel discovers the babysitter fast asleep in front of a television filled with static. She wakes her up, scaring the absolute shit out of her, but the babysitter says that Aiden was actually good for her this evening. She says that he learned the word conundrum and went to bed without incident, even reading her a bedtime story. I'm like, this kid's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Can you chill? Yeah. Can you be a child, please? Please. 
but she says that he also drew her picture. But Rachel just pays her off. <laughs> pays her off. It's not. <laughs> it's not a scandal. She's like, keep your mouth shut about this. <laughs> but she pays the babysitter and she leaves. She then checks in on Aiden, who is fast asleep, before heading to the kitchen to call her sister. Did you see that, Katie? The thing above his bed that says Aiden. Katie signed it. She yes. drew it for yeah. him. Yeah. Little bits I'm there. Like, Aw. I thought maybe I'm pushing it a little bit. I think it would have been nice if in the opening. Katie had said something like, oh, my cousin said, you know, just one yeah. thing. Yeah. Instead, it's we're just bombarded with, you know, they're best friends and that's his cousin. And they're yeah. Like, yeah. can we have a little tie, please? But on the phone with her sister, Rachel asks if she'd be willing to watch Aiden while she goes to do more investigating. And her sister's kind of reluctant. Yeah. Well, question. Huh? Her child just died. Yeah. Is it insensitive to be like, hey, can you watch my kid? My live kid? <laughs> I mean, isn't that fucking well, rude? Well, Probably. I mean, I mean, not only that, you know that they were close. Yeah. Your kid and her kid. And won't that be weird for Aiden being there? Yeah, and Katie's and then, going, like, yeah. you're a bitch, dude. I don't like her with this kid. <laughs> I'm calling is, CPS. <laughs> <laughs> is, I feel like you could bring the kid along with you on the research. If you're just doing research. There's nothing yeah. really dangerous happening yet. She doesn't like him. <laughs> 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 Rachel is played by JP in this scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel pours herself a glass of water, taking a sip from it, and then she begins to cough violently. She sinks to the floor and begins pulling at a string or a hair in her throat. She continues pulling and pulling at it until it's revealed that the object is an electrode. She drops it on the floor and picks up the phone again. I was like, Ruth's like, yellow. Hello, <laughs> 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 the only. <laughs> She's Flanders. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but Rachel asks for Ruth, and a drop of water leaks out of the phone. Go <laughs> ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I always thought that I I could remember that that was hair she was pulling out I feel of her like mouth. It, I think it is hair. Just I feel like it's a combination of hair slash electrode. Hair electrode. Hair electrode. Yeah. That did not look like anything that should have been in a medical facility. No. No. And the weirdest thing is, why did she eat that? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I um, That part always gets me because yeah. she yeah. looks really fucked up about that coming out of her throat. And <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. you be? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, shit. I don't know if <laughs> I don't think there's any way her sister did not hear her choking. No. So in my mind, was just like this fucking. <laughs> I'm well, I'm sick of this shit, and she hangs up. Well, it's li <laughs> it's literally like she doesn't even excuse herself. So she's like, "Hey, can you watch Aiden?" <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> I, it's just very awkward, but <laughs> it's one of the most memorable scenes in the film to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's awful. And there's a scene very similar to this in Raw, the film Raw. I don't, I barely remember that movie. That scene's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> 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 but Rachel instinctively goes to check on Aiden, but when she gets to his room, she finds a girl with long black hair sitting in a chair with her back to the door, surrounded by a puddle of water. So that's not Aiden. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't know him. Yeah, she's like, no, yeah. Is that you? It's like I bought a collection of wigs that I. <laughs> but Rachel approaches the girl, hair covering her face. When she gets close enough, the girl's decayed hand grabs Rachel's arm, and we see quick cuts of cameras, electrodes, and Rachel sitting in a chair with her head tilted to one side. But she she reached for her. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 
Well, you'd be like, excuse me? What are you doing no. in my home? You, I would reach. Th- you you don't know who that is. I wouldn't reach. I'd be like, look, it's a, it's it's clear you pissed on the floor and <laughs> no. you oh. need to leave my home. <laughs> oh, no. I, I feel like, wait, what would you do? Just be, uh, find uh, Aiden Ari, and leave? is that you? I'll no? come back later. <laughs> You're clearly in the yeah. middle of something. <laughs> but it's a nightmare, clearly. Yeah. Because holy shit. And Rachel wakes up with a gasp. She checks her arm and notices that there's a mark on it where she was grabbed in her dream. So did the hair electrode thing not happen either? Yeah, that was my question. How much of this was a dream? Yeah. Or was any of it a dream? Well, I, I, think it, I think it had to have been. <laughs> well, it would be weird if half was and half wasn't. Like she pulls it out of her throat, falls asleep on the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> she passed out, yeah, man. It was an ordeal. I think the whole thing has to be a dream. Right? Sure. Okay. Sure. She's just asleep on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after she notices the mark, she suddenly hears eerie noises from the videotape and gets up to investigate. She finds Aiden's bed is empty and discovers that he's in her office watching the tape. We see the tape end, but instead of ending just on a shot of a well, we actually see the girl with the long hair beginning to climb out of the well. Rachel screams and drops down to shield Aiden's eyes. <laughs> Aiden has zero emotion I on his gonna face. I was going to say, I have, yeah. a, I have a few things to say about this. This kid's a robot? Right. <laughs> well, first of all, she looks like Nicole Kidman when she screams. That's she my did. first thing. Yeah. She looks just like yeah. her when she screams. She really did. Um, secondly, you mean to tell me that neglecting your child and leaving a cursed videotape around him could lead to something bad happening? And nobody is this I, a parenting class? Who could, that yeah. supposed to, <laughs> who could see that coming? And third, yeah, what child would sit there and willingly? He, that was the whole thing. Yeah. She came in at the end. What child? And this motherfucker was unfazed. Like he's like, well, you remember just, when we when we talked about seeing House on Haunted Hill in the theaters, and it began, and I was like, oh, this isn't for me. <laughs> that's that's how he should have reacted. Well, I asked. Y'all, right now, if you were expecting to see something and then that videotape started, would you watch the whole thing? And us all adults said, said hell no. no. <laughs> see, I'm glad you said that because to me, that was, I was like, I was like, man, uh-huh. why did you do that? You already made me not like him because whatever. <laughs> you but, made me not like him. And then now he's been like super smart this whole time and yeah. like, super like mega mature and he you know what i mean he yeah. knows how to do a tie and he's this and that and he's making meatloaf <laughs> and all that shit for dinner but now all of a sudden he's a child what was that mommy yeah no well you he kn- he never says mommy what, I have what, to, no, what was you, that rachel yeah well you know what i, I, mean. I know but i have but, to point that out because it's so no, fucking yeah. weird aiden's like that was a very student yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now you know better are you your character you should you know should better have known better they're playing fast and loose with how mature he is yeah and it's kind of annoying because yeah. honestly and the other thing is that this fucking tape was in her purse yeah oh, you're right <sighs> Right? Yeah. You're, you went in my wallet <laughs> because <laughs> while I was asleep. Well, here's, while I was passed out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's the, here's the way I know that it's the one from her purse because she rips it out of the VCR and throws it under the couch, and we see that it's the copy she made for Noah. Yeah. If it was the original tape, it, that could have just been left in the VCR. Why the fuck? It yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't have copy on it. He's trying to watch Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) It was in the box. I can't blame him. (laughs) All right. But Aiden says that he couldn't sleep. That's why he watched it. Mm -mm, Another two piece. (laughs) And a biscuit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you're never going to sleep again. How about that? But he asks who the girl from the video is. 
Just then, the phone rings. Rachel hangs it up, but then it rings again, and she screams, leave him alone when she answers it. Nicole Kidman style. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hilariously, it's just Noah. Right. Noah tells her that they need to talk. (laughs) And we see a collection of Polaroids. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. There is a lot. He's taken them of himself, and they're all fantastically warped and distorted, and he tells her that he actually believes her. Noah's like, bitch, I'll never forget you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's pretty messed up, because even if she wasn't a completely sure... Well, okay, wait, no. She was, because she was freaked out as fuck in her apartment, yeah. Yeah, and she still had him watch it. I'd be like, don't. And Just then, take my word for yeah. it. And then didn't even check in on him. No. <laughs> no, yeah. She's like, he's fine. Beth can check in on him. He'll he's, be fine. Yeah. He's only one day behind me. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel is in tears and she tells him he watched the tape. When Noah asks who, she says, our son. Dun, dun, wow. dun. With that reveal out of the way, I can safely say that Aiden has two shitty parents. Yes. Yes. Noah's like, yeah. This poor child. He's try- yeah. He's acting so mature so he can be his own parent. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't blame him. He's like, I'm. when I hit 10, I'm emancipating. <laughs> Getting the fuck out of here. You can do that, right? After another transition shot of the clouds over that red tree, we get another title card through the rain reading Tuesday, day six. These days are going quick. Yeah. They are. But Rachel heads inside the Embry home in the rain while Noah and Aiden wait in the car. Noah tries to explain to Aiden that when he was born, he and Rachel were young and he doesn't know that he's cut out to be a father. He says his dad was shitty, so it might just stem from that. It's like, no excuse. No, he's like, and I got to be honest, kid, you scared the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sad she left us alone. Yeah. (laughs) Sad. But (laughs) he says that he also doesn't want anyone else to be Aiden's father either. Aiden calls this a conundrum. Which is a good callback. Yeah. Doesn't he ask Aiden if he wants him to be around more? And Aiden's yes. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. like, I can make my own PB and J. I don't need you. Yeah. I don't even need her, really. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't care for this whole little thing. I I feel like it's an attempt to kind make of make Noah look better. Exactly. Yeah. It do, there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't work because you're still like, no, he's still an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So even if I'm afraid of being my dad, so I'm going to do exactly what my dad did. Exactly. So it's funny because you're like, oh, well, he's an asshole. And now you're like, oh, no, he's just an asshole with excuses. Yeah. Yeah. It's even worse. You're an asshole who thinks you're not an asshole. (laughs) Okay, got it. At least own your asshole. Mm -hmm. That's an odd (laughs) sentence. That's a T-shirt. Own your asshole. Own your asshole. (laughs) Mark your man. (laughs) Belle Jolie. So inside the house, Rachel looks through Katie's binder again and finds drawings of dead horses, a crude ring, as well as a chair sat in front of a camera. Okay, again, you did not seem this haunted when you were making fun of it with your friend. When you're pouring pouring your lemonade, like Right. Yeah, if you're doing all of this, yeah. I I feel like that's not how you're gonna act. Like you said with her friend, like they're all bullshitting. You can't give us that fake out at the beginning and then find out I was seeing horses. No, you can't do both. (laughs) No, you're you're telling me seeing horses. (laughs) You can't do both. So during the pillow fight on the dresser sits this binder filled with these drawings. I don't buy it. Stop it. If you look closely, there's a horse head in the window. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the bed like the Godfather. (laughs) But Rachel sets the binder down and we see Ruth appear behind her. She then heads out to the car to take Aiden inside, but he isn't finished drawing a picture for her, which apparently was done at Noah's request. Finding this out, Rachel and Noah share a smile. Whatever. No, (laughs) you just hear over it. (laughs) 
I am. Yeah. I, Draw a picture. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Well, I guess you are, but no, not really. Not. No, you're not. You're nothing. But that's me. <laughs> uh, my big thing is there's a scene that's clearly cut here because Ruth appears behind her like a fucking demon. And then nothing. And they don't talk. Yeah, I, I thought feel, that was weird, too. It would be very important to me for the sisters to share another moment before yeah. the, the film's over. They're like, no, nah, we don't need her. <laughs> at least <laughs> at least update her on the progress of your research. Yeah. Something. And say, I am also cursed. Or something, you know, <laughs> my nose bled yesterday. Guess what? Yeah. You're, you're about to lose a sister, too. <laughs> yeah, you better. Damn. This yeah. movie's more about Ruth than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but in the next scene, over shots of Noah and Rachel driving, Rachel explains the shift that took place in Anna Morgan's life. She went from happy and raising horses with her husband to distraught and ending up in the psychiatric hospital. Noah suggests that they go to Moscow Island together, and she says that she only has one day left, and so Noah should go to the hospital while she goes alone to the island. Kind of... Now she's in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If you had used your time wisely on yep. days one through five, you wouldn't be in this mess. Mm-mm. You could be <laughs> investigating that island together. Yeah. <laughs> but she suddenly has Katie's notebook, which I thought she left on the dresser, which is what we saw. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't cut scenes out yeah. without, you know, continuity. <laughs> but she flips through it, saying that she thinks the images on the tape are leading them somewhere. And she thinks that before you die, you see the ring. Roll credits. Roll credits. I don't know that any of this was needed. Yeah. No. The film's already long enough, guys. Yeah. I feel like it's longer than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Just a tad bit. Yeah. And I noticed that, again, once you watch a lot of films, you can tell when lines are piped in after the fact. Yeah. Because this entire car ride, except for the bit at the end, it was exterior shots with a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you're like, you know that the studio was like, we need to explain... A shot that they lifted yeah. from The Shining, if yeah. we're being yeah. honest. So that's another one yeah. that they... <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> but they arrive at the ferry, and it's pouring rain and very green outside. Rachel... <laughs> you can't let it go. I can't. Rachel gets out, but Noah rushes out of the car to bring her Aiden's drawing before she gets on the ferry. I'm like, you're. it's getting ruined yeah. by the rain. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I thought. I was like, now you ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, take this. And it's like, take what? Cool, thanks. (laughs) But he watches as the barrier comes down and the bell chimes as the ferry closes. He then gets back in the car. On the ferry, Rachel looks through news clippings to find a photo of Richard Morgan, played by Brian Cox, as well as an article detailing an injury that happened, I guess, to a horse during a race. And in the article, it says that Anna Morgan was holding her daughter close to her. Rachel's like, a daughter? Like you knew them. You don't know. (laughs) Why did Anna not tell me? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Also, this is petty, but did she curl her hair on the ferry? Because you were just in the rain two minutes ago, but whatever. Uh, I can't. I got nothing (laughs) for that. Movie magic. Rachel looks at the bruise on her arm again before we get a random shot of a horse's eye. We then see her approach a livestock trailer on the ferry that does have a horse inside. She reaches in to pet its face, but it's not having any of it. She tries to calm it down, but it starts to freak out. It's like, oh, hell nay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just fucking breaks out of the trailer. Dude, if you don't leave that fucking horse alone. Yes. Like she reaches out at first and the horse is like, nah, Mm. son. And then she's like, no, it's fine. It's like, you have nothing to do with this horse. I'm I'm the main character. Don't (laughs) get away. He said no twice already. Yes. (laughs) 
get away from the truck. And in my memory, I remember when I was a kid, I was told you have to feed a horse like flat palmed or else they'll eat your hand off. Holy shit. Yeah. I was told oh that God. like on a field trip and I didn't feed the horse that day. <laughs> <laughs> I just know about not sneaking up behind it or else you'll get your shit rocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Archibald Whitman style. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a deep madman cut. That was a very cut. deep cut. <laughs> but I think the thing that bothers me the most is as this continues, I don't think that any of this is necessary. No. But an attendant notices the horse fucking <laughs> crush the windshield yeah. of a car and then do that stereotypical roaring horse yeah. pose. Oh, we needed it. He's a little dramatic, this horse. Yeah. <laughs> He's a show horse. But it continues running as Rachel screams for help. But like if people jump in his way, like, what you got? What you got? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? He fucking yeah. He's like, oh, no, Fuck you're that. you're right. I'll go back. <laughs> no. Oh, you're wearing a vest. I must you're, be out of line. You're going to get trampled. Yeah. And then they all have like they're trying to make lassos or something. But I don't see anybody I, throwing them. At the horse. No, they're not making them quick enough. Yeah. This is absurd. Where is yeah. Aiden? <laughs> he could tie a tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should have brought the boy. Right. But some girl is like, Daddy, my horse. And that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but they try to corral him, as you said, and he just breaks away. He chases after Rachel, who ducks under the ledge of the deck, and the horse just jumps right over her, hitting its hind legs Oof. and just careening into the water. <laughs> Everyone gathers as the horse is carried away by the waves to the back of the boat, and then they rush to the other side like Bart with the alligators. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But as they do get to the other side, they see the water rushing, then running red with the horse's blood. I don't know why they included horse noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the horse is clearly dead. You hate to see it, obviously. <laughs> but what the fuck did y'all think you were going to see? Run into the back of that boat and looking in the water? Yeah. I don't... Why did they expect to see anything? <laughs> <laughs> because they all did. Yeah. If she would have left that horse alone. Uh -huh. No, this was all her fault. Yeah. Yeah. This was all her fault. I just flat out don't know that this needs to be here. But <laughs> I do have a very cool trivia bit that I learned from Movie Phone. Mm -hmm. This scene actually used eight horses, each trained to do a specific action. That's cool. So you remember we talked about church on pet, pet cemetery, cemetery. Yeah. yeah it's basically the same basic oh, bear. all right all right but at the psychiatric hospital noah asks the front desk for anna morgan's records well and hold on because we get a flash of the ring before we get to the hospital did you not see that i did not see that yeah and the scene change you see the ring for a second and oh, then it yeah, goes yeah it they do that a lot honestly and there's a lot of like rings hidden throughout is there yeah i noticed one going back because i rewatched it again the bedspread is that what you fucking call it the comforter sure uh yeah <laughs> in katie's room is nothing but a ton of rings just over oh, and over shit. that's pretty I, yeah, cool I didn't yeah even notice that. so i was like all right i see you but i didn't mean to interrupt we're, no, at the you're hospital. Good. Yeah. we're at the hospital now and noah's asking for anna morgan's records and <laughs> i don't know why he expected to just be able to take those with him he really thought he was just gonna walk in there yeah yeah <laughs> they'd be like here you go sir and <laughs> he's like it's no big deal i've i've been up there before only to learn that the records are kept downstairs. Cut to Noah breaking into the records room downstairs. <laughs> He's like, well, you told me where it was. Yeah, so yeah. You thought I was not going to break in? I mean, come on. These surveillance cameras can't harm me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk to that cashier? I... Yeah. <laughs> but he reaches the door itself of the records office only to see a fly buzzing around on it. So he's like, this is the right place. <laughs> <laughs> he heads inside and after passing a box of electrodes, he says, you in here, Anna? 
I'm like, she's not a ghost. That's not this movie. You're annoying. I think I just, <laughs> I just don't like Noah. I think. Yeah, he's not the greatest. But, <laughs> but he carries himself like a cool early 2000s guy. I mean, in the early uh, 2000s, I liked him a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in 2021, not so much. Would you let him lick his thumb on the paper? I wouldn't. Then? Okay. No, nobody. <laughs> nobody. We'll find out. But. <laughs> Rachel finally arrives at Moesco Island and we see her riding passenger in a truck arriving at the old Morgan farm. Yeah, did she hitch? Like, I she guess didn't have so. a yeah. She just gets out and the dude drives away. So I'm like, all right, shit. But she knocks on the door and gets no answer. She takes a walk around back and finds the window from the video where Richard was standing. And again, they show the footage from the tape. It's like, it's the exact same shot. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we, got we don't need that. I promise. But she then passes the stables in a very tall barn. She finds Richard outside working and introduces herself as a writer for the Seattle PI, and he assumes that she wants to know about the horses. He says riders come by every now and then asking questions, but says that he has a few minutes to spare and invites her inside the house. He's so nice. Yeah, I was surprised that he was so open to it. Yeah. yeah. I thought he'd be like, what are you doing on my property? Because she had to travel a long way to get <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> he didn't, and just rolls up unannounced. Yeah. But he's like, come inside. I've got tea cooking. He didn't say that. Cooking? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baking some tea. <laughs> I love this dude. Oh, yes. no, he's yeah. great. He's Brian great. Cox is like fantastic in everything he's yeah. in. From fucking Super Troopers to Succession. <laughs> Super yeah, Troopers. He's William Stryker, man. Yeah, he, he is. is. He is. But once inside, he asks what she's writing about exactly, and she brings up all of his horses that were put down. He corrects her that most of them put themselves down, drowning themselves. That's an odd right. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but he explains that he doesn't breed horses anymore for obvious reasons. Rachel surveys a bunch of photos, including some of Anna, and says that it must have been hard on the both of them. She walks towards a doorway where she sees the mirror from the tape on the wall. And of course, we get a shot from yeah. the tape again. Things get a little tense and Richard asks her to tell him what's really on her mind. So she whips out the tape and says that she thinks it's a message from Anna and that it contains things like the lighthouse and the horses that died. Richard approaches her holding a hook in a very aggressive manner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why are you holding that hook yeah, like maybe, that, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> maybe don't come off that way. No. <laughs> and they get the shot on it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's about to go Candyman, but <laughs> I heard you're looking for Candyman, yeah. bitch. But <laughs> instead, he just asks where she got the tape. She tells him she got it at the Shelter Mountain Inn, and when he asks if it's the only one, she says that she made a copy. She says it so defiantly, too. Yeah. I made a copy. It's like, yeah. She says it like it's an action hero yes. line. <laughs> That's not it's cool enough. It's been revoked. <laughs> but he puts the hook down and says that he has no interest in seeing the tape. He opens the door for her to leave and says that he can't help her. But when Rachel asks about his daughter, he says he doesn't have one. He says all reporters do is take one person's tragedy and spread it like a sickness and tells her to leave it alone. She leaves the house, but lingers on his property for a bit. Bitch, like, you are pushing <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> Take I, your ass somewhere just else. Go. Just not see that hook. Yes. <laughs> he was ready to use it. Too. Yeah. But she surveys the Morgan farmhouse and she realizes that it's exactly what Aiden drew for her in the car. In Aiden's picture, though, a family of three stands out front, including a little girl whose face is covered by long black hair. So again, how the fuck does Aiden know so much? Yeah. He's a psychic, man. 
Okay, and he's psychic, but he only drew this at the behest of Noah. He's like, no, that bitch yeah. can fend for herself. <laughs> no, and the thing is, is that I feel like I would understand this if his weird clairvoyant shit came after watching the right. tape. Oh, you're right. Like Becca. You're right. But this shit was going on weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what? I saw that yeah, light bulb go up. Realization. <laughs> But back at the records office, Noah works his way through the files to finally find Anna's. There was one sheet that appeared to be written in Japanese that I saw. Yeah. I'm like, are we, what are we doing? It's a nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that really a nod or is it just like, hey guys? Like an Easter egg? This I used to be in Japanese. I don't know. And yeah. then it said like Anna in parentheses. I was like, I, don't- <laughs> I, I need this explained. But he also finds a record of a series of miscarriages that Anna suffered. But his nose begins to bleed and he drops the files on the ground. As he picks them up, he notices transparent photos from a folder labeled projected thermography with images similar to those that appear on the tape. What even are those? Apparently, projected thermography, it's also known as thoughtography, which is kind of cool. (laughs) That hole over there? No. (laughs) Yeah. That's someone's Instagram handle. (laughs) But it's basically, it was believed to be a psychic ability, obviously widely disputed. Oh. Mm -hmm where people could think something and then it would print out on a photograph. That's pretty cool because that's not explained at all. Exactly. Yeah. No, not at all. Because <laughs> if it was, we're starting to get at how this tape could have been created. Yes. Yeah. But instead, they're just like, that's some weird shit. Anyways. It's, it's yeah. funny what they choose to hold our hands on yeah. and what they choose not to. No, totally. But, okay. But also printed on the folder is Sessions Terminated, February 23rd, 1978, at father's request, see video record SM0015. For some reason, Noah reads it as SM015. Sure. But I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. You're no. already fucking everything else <laughs> yeah. up, so why not that? But in the next scene, we see Aiden just wrecking shop with a crayon, drawing a POV view down a very dark well. Among, I guess, his collection of other drawings yeah. of the well. Yeah, he's having a moment. He is. But he only stops because the phone rings and it's Rachel calling him, asking him why he drew the house. I hope he washed his hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would have been black. Yeah. He's staying he was that holding phone. that naked ass crayon. <laughs> Na- yeah. Where was the damn <laughs> paper? He's like, I work better unfettered. He's <laughs> working with charcoal. Yeah. But he says he drew the house because she told him to. Wait, what? I don't know. But when Rachel asks who, he says the little girl. He says she shows him things, but he says that she doesn't like it in the barn because the horses keep her up at night. Who cares? (laughs) Well, I'm like, you never thought to mention this before. Like you watch the video and you can be like, oh, I I know that little girl. Or even if she (laughs) came after. Oh, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing that little girl from the well. Like that well girl is here. The well girl talks to me. Like maybe any of those things. I am going to die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, you, I have one day, you little piece of shit. That might be a little mean. I I mean, he might be better off. That's debatable. Yeah. (laughs) But you watch the tape too, Aiden. Yeah. Help me help you. He's... I think he's he's so adult that he's come to terms with his own mortality. Yeah, he's, this <laughs> he's, is fine. He's like, yeah. look, sunrise, sunsets. But Rachel asks if the little girl still lives there, and Aiden says no, and then whispers that she lives in a dark place now. 
cool story, bro. <laughs> you, were, you were no help. No. <laughs> but later that day, Rachel sits in a waiting room and is eventually greeted by Dr. Grasnick, played by Jane Alexander. Grasnick's grandson, Darby, hangs out playing with that slidey toy thing. Uh-huh. That's like in every doctor's waiting yeah. office. Yes, it is. But the two of them chat. Everything seems chill until Rachel brings up the Morgan's daughter. Rachel explains that she and Aiden are seeing things, and she knows it's because of that girl. Grasnick says that she hasn't heard someone say that in a very long time. We then see them outside, Grasnick telling Rachel that the Morgans tried to conceive for a very long time, but then one winter, they went away and came back with a child named Samara. They say they adopted her and everything was perfect for a bit, but then Anna paid her a visit saying that she was starting to have terrible visions that only seemed to happen around Samara. You stole that kid. <laughs> Something. Something yeah. nefarious happened, I'd say. But we learned that Dr. Grasnick was also Samara's doctor, and Rachel asks if anything was wrong with her. Grasnick explains that when Darby was born, they knew something wasn't right with him, but they loved him anyway. Mm -hmm. She says it takes work, but some people have limits. But she says that she referred the Morgans to that psychiatric hospital on the mainland, and she assumes that Samara is still there. She says that the things didn't start with the horses. There were plenty of problems on the island when Samara was here. She says that if you catch a cold on an island, it's everybody's cold, and that since Samara has been gone, things have been better. Harsh. Very harsh. Uh, um, it's funny to me how they wouldn't let Noah look at those records over there, but over here, the doctor's spilling all yeah. the tea. <laughs> Just talk to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. The thing that bothered me is that that line about the cold I thought was really cool. It is. Yeah. And then Rachel's like, excuse me, but what the hell does that mean? I'm like, isn't it obvious? Read between yeah. the lines. Yeah. You're a journalist, okay? <laughs> She's like, ma'am, I'm not here about colds. Yeah. <laughs> I am not with a medical journal. I am trying to find this tape. But back at the hospital, Noah poses as Richard Morgan in an attempt to get access to the videotape that was listed on the folder in Anna's files. When he reaches the tape with the attendant there, it's discovered to be missing, and the last person to check it out was Richard Morgan. I love that that dude called him on his shit. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who who was gonna believe Stop, you? Dude. Well, but I'm. My thing is, why was he cool with letting him see the tape in the first place? I don't know because uh. <laughs> he seemed like very protective of his tapes. Yeah, <laughs> and he even called him on his bullshit. But then he's like, "But I'll let you see it." No, yeah. don't, don't be doing no weird shit with yeah. this tape. Well, maybe it's old. You know what I mean? It's an old yeah. thing, and he's like, "Yeah." It was from '78. Yeah. So, eh, all right. But Noah promptly leaves the facility, and we see him on the ferry in full view of the lighthouse trying to call Rachel on the phone. Rachel, however, is back at the Morgan farmhouse, and she knocks on the door but gets no answer. Take a that, hint. That's, <laughs> this bitch went back. Yes. <laughs> hey, cow, come on. I feel like she could continue her research without bothering Richard. Yeah. But she doesn't. Well, she's already she already got more information than what he told her from yeah. somebody yeah. else. But when she realizes that the door is open, she lets herself inside. People in these movies get real comfortable just yeah. walking into somebody's fucking house. He has a hook. He has yeah. at least a hook. <laughs> but she walks through the rooms, calling out to Richard, only to catch her eye in the mirror from the tape once again. In the living room, she finds a box filled with files, electrodes, and a centipede that scares the hell out of her. Well. So, <laughs> the, 
I understand all these images and symbols or whatever. Yeah. This is overkill. Yeah. And in all fairness, it was also overkill in the tape. It was. Yeah. See that giant fucking centipede. I like the way they move, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's intriguing, but I wouldn't. It's like they're dancing. Like they're just doing the wave across the floor. I wouldn't have them around, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had my choice, no. No centipedes. Right. Take a harsh stance. (laughs) But she then notices the tape that Noah was looking for parked in the VCR. So she pushes it in and presses play. On the tape, we see time-lapsed video of Samara, played by DeVay Chase, sitting on a bed in a room and staring up at a clock as its hands move rapidly. We then get footage of her interview with a doctor, the shot very reminiscent of Rachel's nightmare. The doctor asks why she doesn't sleep and asks how she made the transparent photographs that Noah discovered. Samara says that she doesn't make them, she sees them, and then they just are. She asks to see her mom, and the doctor says that she can't. He says not until they figure out what's wrong with her. He then says that he knows that she doesn't want to hurt people, but she says that she does and she's sorry. I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't. Maybe can, stay in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but she then says that her father is going to leave her here. Samara says that he doesn't love her. He loves the horses. And then she says, but he doesn't know. And before she can elaborate on that, the tape ends with static. He doesn't know what? Yeah. Why, yeah. Would, you, why would you end the tape there, doctor? It's kind of. The biggest deal is about to be dropped, but okay. Right? I know we talked about this earlier about the x-ray pictures. Uh This, when he was telling her that, you know what I mean, about let's talk about the pictures or whatever. That's when I was like, yeah, where the fuck Uh did those come from? You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I mean. Well, you explained it, but wouldn't that doctor know? Well, her weird explanation, I guess, is supposed to be enough. Okay. I think about them and then they're there. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't help me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm a man of science. Yeah. (laughs) But behind Rachel, in the cycling light of the lighthouse, we see Richard standing there holding a large surge protector. This (laughs) genuinely shocked me. Shock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My thing is like, how are you not on red alert? You've just wandered into this man's house who you pissed off earlier the video was too good. You're, wa- yeah. <laughs> you're watching this video. You don't see the shadows. You aren't like no. nope. jumping at every move. I would be, but I also wouldn't just walk into somebody's fucking house. Yeah, no, no shit. So yeah. me and Rachel are not the same. And you wouldn't neglect your child. Or that. <laughs> or that. But as she turns around, Richard just strikes her across the face with the surge protector, then unplugs and picks up the television, saying Samara will never whisper in his fucking ear again. Shouldn't have been in his house. No, not at all. No, and I forgot to say, bam, bitch went down. (laughs) (laughs) But Rachel stumbles following him upstairs and accuses him of killing Samara. But Richard exclaims that Anna was never supposed to have a child. He then heads into the bathroom where a bathtub is overflowing with water. Also there is a stack of televisions and cables. He says the whispers never stop and steps into the bathtub with the surge protector around his neck. Rachel pleads with him, asking where Samara is, and says her son will die if she doesn't find out. Richard's like, oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like, no, yeah. Yeah, he's like, just fucked. Me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no air freshener I can put on no, that. No, 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 no. No pine tree. But he says she never sleeps. Then after placing a metal horse bit into his mouth, he turns on the surge protector and electrocutes himself. That's one way to do it. 
Damn. So that's rad. Like that was like, crazy. Holy shit. It was yeah. yeah. The crazy thing is that it, this scene was cut down to get a PG thirteen rating. Oh wow! There was apparently way more blood, way more thrashing, and way more electricity. Holy so shit! So I don't fuck with electricity because of stuff like this. Yeah, right. no. And I know this sounds weird, but is that really like? What happened? Like, is that okay? like? I mean, are you asking? Is, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> wouldn't the electricity like? Those, you said he's got a surge protector or whatever. Wouldn't yeah. that just like pop or? Well, it would. I think it would. I don't think it would be as prolonged as what we saw, right? Because I'm sure the power would go out eventually. I don't, I don't know why y'all are looking at me. No, wow. I just I'm taking from this that you want to kill somebody with electricity, and now he's also on a watch list with hey. us. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, all three of us are canceled. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but Rachel backs into the hallway screaming, and Noah rushes down that same hallway to console her. I'm like, how did you find this house? How did you find the house? How dare you just wander inside? <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Sick of this. That shit. is true because he. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> but after taking a moment to breathe, Rachel realizes what Aiden was saying earlier on the phone. Samara doesn't like the barn because the horses keep her up at night. Cut to Noah and Rachel breaking into that barn. Noah turns on the light, which illuminates a very tall ladder that leads to an isolated bedroom at the top. They climb up to find a chair, a small television, a bed, and a carousel. Rachel pieces it together. Richard kept her up here, away from her mother, alone. Noah, staring into the TV, says, not alone. I don't know why he said that, because is the TV her friend? Like, I'm I guess. guess. All right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, Noah, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and before you go any further, I just, and it, I, I know it's dumb, but that ladder is not going to just hold you like Dude, that. That ladder is scary as fuck. That ladder is going to bow and bend. Uh-huh. And you're, and you're I'd be not, like, man, there's probably something that. crazy up there, but I'll never know. <laughs> no. Not that tall. <laughs> Until we get the fire department out yeah. here. <laughs> no, there's no fucking way. But And they both were on it at the same time. Yeah. No. None of that. But we get a wide shot of them in the loft, and it is very like uncomfortably high. Yeah. yeah. Noah notices something beneath the wallpaper, so <laughs> they start to tear it away, and it reveals that an image of a tree has been burned into the wood, mm-hmm. and it's clearly the same tree outside the cabin right. at the end. Yeah. I really like the score yes. that's playing when they're yeah. ripping up the wallpaper. Me too. But like, y'all aren't worried about leaving your DNA all over this dead man's house or nah. <laughs> Rachel's like, I got a day left, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. But my thing was, as they were backing up, I was like, no, part, please, no. Yes. <laughs> because, like, holy shit. Yeah. Watch where you're going. Yes, it's just unbelievable. But we then get a shot of the tree outside the inn, along with the title card reading, Wednesday, day seven. Over shots of trees, we see Rachel and Noah arrive at cabin 12 at the Shelter Mountain Inn. California, here we come. Mm. Right back where we started. <laughs> God damn it. Adam Brody, everyone. But the room goes red as the sun sets behind the tree, just like when Rachel watched the tape originally. Now, I will say, Rachel stands in front of the window, and the shot out the window is ass. Is yeah. It? <laughs> like, it looks fucking horrible. And I was like, really? $50 million? Yeah, it, it... <laughs> because they've done so much cool stuff here. I'm like, why does this look so bad? Yeah. Phone it in at the end. Yeah. They're like, we're almost done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Rachel fears that they're too late. And things get a little heated between them with Noah tearing the room apart, trying to figure out why they were led back here. 
in his outburst, he knocks over a container of marbles, I guess, and they all collect in the center of the floor. Thank God for your white boy tantrum, Noah, because <laughs> now we got an arrow to where we're supposed to go. They literally form the Punching, shape of an arrow. Yeah. Punching holes it's... in the drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking over marble. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Thanks, Kyle. But they remove a rug and find water-damaged floorboards where that arrow was pointing. They tear up the floorboards as the sun continues to set behind the trees. So I want to point out, I read that there was a deleted scene where the innkeeper apparently had watched the tape in the past because apparently he was found dead on the property, all blue faced and open mouthed. Mm. And that explains why they're able to just rock up to cabin well, 12. I was going to say <laughs> this whole time. I'm like, they're, they have a lot to explain to Houdini yeah. up at the front desk because oh. <laughs> he's not going to appreciate this. Yeah. No. But below the floorboards, they find a well. They remove the lid and peer down. The television in the cabin turns on by itself, emitting static as water leaks from underneath it. Nails in the floorboards begin to levitate, which I thought was very neat. She is handy. Yeah. <laughs> get, <laughs> let's get this floor up. Oh, yeah. But they drop a rock down the well to see how deep it is, but don't hear it hit the bottom. Out of nowhere, thousands of flies spew up from the well at them, and while distracted, the television slides down an angled floorboard and knocks Rachel into the well. A bit much. She's dead. <laughs> yeah, there's, much. yeah, yeah. The, she like ping pongs off the yeah. side of them. There's no fucking way. She doesn't have any bruises. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. But Rachel wakes up down below in the water, answering Noah's frantic calls. She grabs her flashlight, which fell in with her, and looks around. In the walls, she finds scratch marks and torn off fingernails. Ugh. It's rough. Yeah. As Noah goes to find something to get her out, Rachel notices the lid to the well closing on its own. Noah makes an absolute ass of himself. trying. <laughs> <laughs> to, he grabs a fire hose and he runs, but it snaps him back and he falls down. Yeah. And he just screams no dramatically. It's cartoonish. Yeah. It really is. And the sun just continues to set. So I guess he's like, her time's up, you know. But in the well... Rachel notices black hair rising from the water, and her arm is suddenly grabbed. We travel through the open mouth of the well into the past. In a very serene scene, Samara stands looking into the well as we see horses grazing by the red tree. Anna approaches her, telling her that things will get better. She then suddenly throws a black plastic bag over her head, smothering her. She tells her, all I ever wanted was you, and then throws her body into the well. We see Samara wake up underwater through her point of view and see the lid of the well close, the sunlight surrounding the edges of it and forming the ring. I'll tell you what, man, that's fucking terrible. Yes. It is. And I, I love the full circle imagery yes. here. It's uh -huh. like yeah. chef's kiss. Because that was not part of the original. No. That's something that they came up with for this. Yeah. The the ring meant something completely different yeah. in the original. Here, they're like, no, it's a ring. It's, <laughs> it's a literal <laughs> ring. It's an actual ring. But I enjoyed that. Yes. I was like, that's, that looked badass. I did, did too. I just wish... I, I don't know. I kind of wish the backstory was fleshed out a little bit more. I can get that. We don't, and I don't remember the sequel, so maybe they do address it then. But like, where did she even come from? Yeah. So this was after she they took her out of the hospital to kill her. Does the dad know? Well, the thing is, is that she's still fucking their shit up from the hospital. Right. 
And so I would understand them being like, let's get her out and just take care of and, yeah. you understand and, that? and Bachman Turner yeah. Overdrive. <laughs> just TCB. I mean, I'm not condoning it. I'm uh-huh. just saying I understand what they're saying. You're on two yeah. watch lists now. God damn it. I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I just wish it was a little more fleshed out. But yeah, it's sad as fuck. Yeah. It is. But interestingly enough, this was even more brutal in the original version and chopped down to get a PG-13 rating as well. Uh-huh. Because apparently after she smothers her, she realizes that she's not dead. And so she beats her with a rock. Damn. <laughs> and then smashes her head into the well and then throws her in. Jesus. Okay. Because you notice when Noah and Rachel are opening up the well, there's blood on the side of it. Yeah. yeah. That's where that came from. Mm. They just forgot to get rid of that, I guess. Well, I feel like she could have hit her head being pushed in or something. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like... And I'm not one to like shy away from gore or whatever. Uh-huh. I feel like it is better without. I all agree. That. Because you yeah. know she's going to die in there anyway. And her saying, you know, I love you. You're all I ever wanted. You don't beat her ass after. No. That. Yeah. Like you just well, get rid of her. Doesn't she? Doesn't it get a little comical at that point? When she like starts to shake the cobwebs off, and so she grabs a rock, <laughs> like, and then she's not dead, so she bashes her yeah. head like in her, like the people's elbow yeah. and shit. It's like so I don't like, like no. Once you get Anne on the top rope, there's no stopping yeah. her. <laughs> but Rachel gasps, looking down at her arm and watching as the mark from earlier disappears. She watches as Samara's body floats up, and she cradles her, brushing the hair out of her face. She looks normal. Yeah, it's sad. Mm-hmm. But her face decays before our very eyes and turns skeletal just as Noah returns to the well. Rachel sets Samara's skeleton back into the water and finally answers Noah's calls. Yeah, finally answers him because he's like, right. Thank you. <laughs> well, and she's literally not knocked out anymore no. or anything. She's not, and for and all she's he not knows, in the dream world either. No, and yeah. for all he knows, she died because it's time now. Yeah. yeah so he's like, right. I, then, I, I'm glad you said that because that's the exact same thing I was fixing to say. I'm like, will you answer yeah. him? Answer please. him, please. He's gonna keep screaming. Fucking ripping his shirt. Just, streetcar named yeah. Desire. <laughs> but in the next scene, we see first responders arrive at the scene as Rachel and Noah sit together. Noah tells her that they're planning to bury Samara next week and that it's over. Rachel sits confused as to how Anna could have murdered Samara when she wanted her so much. She says all Samara wanted was to be heard and that sometimes children yell or cry or draw pictures and then they both clearly think of Aiden and Rachel's like, I want to go home. Oh, that's right. I have a son. Yeah, I forgot. That's right. Yeah. Looks like everything's wrapped up in a neat little package. Yeah. But Noah wonders how long you could survive down in a well like that, and it hits Rachel. Seven days. You could survive for seven days. Yikes. So it's all coming together. Yeah. But in the next scene, we see Aiden just collapsed on the floor in the Embry house. Great babysitting. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? No nope. one going to ask. Can you I put guess. my child in the bed? Please? Yeah. On no. the couch, something. Nobody cares about kids in this family. No. But I, I was like, well, maybe he's passed out drunk with his grown ass. But maybe <laughs> Noah... he's got a deadline. It's really stressing him out. <laughs> Noah and Rachel scoop him up. They drive home, and he wakes up in the back seat just long enough to see Noah and Rachel hold hands. They put Aiden to bed at home, and as Noah leaves, he asks her to call him tomorrow and the day after, and kisses her on the forehead. What about Beth, Noah? Oh well, yeah, she's just his assistant. So I mean, what? yeah, I don't see any issue with is she works with him, right? Okay, yeah. Right. Then me and John Paul are assistants as well. Well, that's weird. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we are. I didn't know that. 
But Rachel then takes a very much deserved shower. The next morning, Aiden wakes up next to Rachel and asks if she has to be at work. She tells him, not today. He then asks about Samara, and she tells him what they did. They set her free, she says. He lurches up and is like, you helped her? Oh, Sandra, you dumb bitch. <laughs> She's, he's like, you weren't supposed to do that. She looks at his arm and notices a similar bruise to the one yeah. that she had on hers. He asks her, don't you understand? She never sleeps and his nose begins to bleed. I'm like, why the fuck are yeah. you fucking piecemealing shit, dude? That's what I'm saying. You, you, Aiden, painted her as a sympathetic figure earlier yeah. on the phone. Yeah. But um, now he's like, he. she's in a dark place now where she fucking needs to be because yeah, that no. bitch is evil. Like, no, you made it sound sad. Well, she never sleeps. Oh, yeah. you know? The horses keep her up at night. Everything Smith. is for nothing. Yeah. yeah. So now can I say it's okay that Anna fucking clocked her ass and put her down the well? If she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Like, yeah. she's intentionally fucking with them. She murdered their horses. She's like, no, I like this yeah. shit. She even told the doctor. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? But at Noah's apartment, he's reviewing some photographs and picks up his coffee to take a sip. The coffee leaves a ring on the newspaper underneath. Yeah. I, that one I caught. Just then, his television comes on by itself, full of static. He gets up to investigate and then turns it off. It then turns on again by itself, and we see the well from the tape. I'd be mad as fuck if yeah. I seen that. We just did all we that did bullshit it. you send me to go do and investigate. And Rachel's whatever. still alive. Yeah. Why, why am I? whatever and help her. Uh -huh. And you gave me this story about how you combed her hair and put her back to sleep. <laughs> and then <laughs> now I'm still dying. These are all fair points. Harsh, I can't. <laughs> Harsh man. But his phone rings and we see Rachel at her apartment trying to take care of Aiden's still bleeding nose. Back in his apartment, Noah kneels in front of the television and sees Samara crawl out of the well. In odd, jerky movements, she moves closer and closer to the screen. We then see Rachel driving like a bat out of hell to get to Noah's apartment. In the apartment, Noah's television leaks water from its sides as Samara reaches the screen itself. She moves through the barrier of the screen and crawls out, soaking wet onto Noah's floor. He jumps back as she crawls towards him. She stands up, her hair covering her face, almost teleporting directly in front of Noah, causing him to knock down and fall on top of shelves full of equipment. He crawls through broken glass as Samara walks toward him, dripping water. We push in on her face as she begins to lift her head and makes eye contact with Noah. He screams as his face begins to change color and the shot gives way to images from the tape, then to static. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I now that you said that, it's like, it's like uh, 1408. I was out. Yeah. Like, like we were done. He was just doing work, drinking coffee. Yeah. Well, that sucks. What, he was just like, we. Oh, I did it. I yeah. helped her. We freed her. We now whatever. we're gonna get back together. Yeah. Raise this yeah. adult kid. Yeah. <laughs> Raise yeah. this grown man. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel arrives at the apartment, running upstairs as fast as she can. Once she makes it inside, she sees the fallen shelf and broken glass, as well as Noah seated in a chair with his back to her. The television emits static as the phone continues to ring. She closes her phone and slowly makes her way over to Noah. She sees the blood on the floor as well as the puddle of water surrounding his chair. She turns him around and lets out a blood-curdling scream. She leaves immediately and watches as Beth, Noah's assistant girlfriend we've been bringing up a lot. Girlfriend. Assistant. 
makes her way up to the apartment in the elevator. I'm like, warn her. What? I know, yeah. just straight disrespect. What a jerk. She's been disrespected. <laughs> She's the real victim in the whole yeah. film. You mean um, the real villain? <laughs> No, Beth is the oh, victim. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that Rachel was the victim. I was like, no, no she is not. No, she's not. Beth's been disrespected this whole time. But <laughs> yes. she left Aiden home alone again. I assumed that he was in the car with no, her, but he was not. because yeah. when she's fucking Tokyo drifting down the street, yeah. no, it's just no. her in the car. Yeah. Tokyo drifting. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel returns home screaming at Aiden to go to his room. He's got a look on his face like, God he damn. He didn't yeah. do anything. No. But she heads into the study, screaming for answers from the tape as she smashes it on the floor and throws it into the fireplace. She's like, fuck this shit, I'm <laughs> yeah. done. You were going to say that. But she's, Mika style. Exactly. <laughs> she sobs as the tape melts away in the flames, wondering aloud what she did that Noah didn't. Then she realizes it. She looks underneath the couch where she threw the tape that Aiden watched and picks it up. We then get a montage of previous scenes. Anna throwing Samara down the well, Richard heading into the bathroom to kill himself, Samara being interviewed by the doctor. We hear old lines of dialogue along with these scenes. She just wanted to be heard. You take one person's tragedy and force other people to experience it and spread it like sickness. The doctor tells Samara she doesn't want to hurt anyone, and she again says, but I do, and I'm sorry. It won't stop. We see Katie's corpse being found in the closet. Then we see Noah's twisted blue face dead in his chair. She fucked Noah yeah. up. Real bad. Bad. That one always got me. I was like, oh, it's fuck. Because yeah. I didn't think we were going to see it because we already know what it is. Right. But they're like, no, guess what, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel realizes what she did differently. She made a copy of the tape. In the next scene, we see Rachel guiding Aiden's hand to make a copy of the videotape. He asks her if it's going to keep killing, but she tells him not to worry and that he's going to be okay. He asks, what about the person we show it to? What happens to them? Rachel turns her head without answering. We then get a shot of the well among the trees as if we're watching the videotape. After several frightening images, the tape ends, giving way to static. So, what did you guys think of The Ring? First of all, I love this ending. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I wanted to bring up very quickly that there was another, I guess, ending that got cut. Right. Mm -hmm. I read that Chris Cooper, a.k.a. Colonel Fitz from American, American Beauty, Beauty. That's what I know him from. <laughs> that movie does not um, hold up, by the way. That's. I well, hate to derail you, but well, I for various love that reasons. Movie, but Kevin yeah. Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it doesn't because, oh my God. It fucking, it's awful. I'm not saying the film itself doesn't hold up, which I know you're saying, uh -huh. which it doesn't, but the subject matter. Like, holy shit. And from today's lens. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm, no, Lester. Never no. really should have been okay ever, uh, but. No, but it was. Um, Anyway, uh, <laughs> Chris Cooper said that he played like a serial rapist and murderer that Rachel interviews at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh no, I've, I have changed my ways or whatever right. but it's obvious that he hasn't mm -hmm. so at the very end she's giving him the videotape to watch that was i guess the original ending or right, something right. i think that's the only way that you could have her pass it on on film right without her looking like a piece of shit well i mean you know what i mean for sure but then you literally gave <laughs> you gave him the film to kill him because couldn't you just be like, look, watch this, make a copy, make a copy, make a copy. Like, can't you just tell somebody? 
Yeah, but then you gotta. She's like, no, he deserves to die. Because how's he gonna make a copy? But oh, but then it ends with him, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it might or be done. Or does it start backtracking if the person that you gave it to doesn't make a copy? What is this? It follows. I don't think that's how this universe. We works. don't know the rules. Well, you'll find well, out. No. Well, your seven days are up. You lived. But I'm saying you gave it to somebody who didn't make a copy. But does, she, you... does she call you back? She's like, "Hey, the last guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it, so you get another yeah, week." <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Our Becca would have died. She was in the house too when. Yeah, but she didn't watch the tape. But you're. I mean, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> make, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But I don't know. I don't fair know. enough. Fair enough. But anyway, I like this ending. Uh, that ending would have been good too. I think that's not bad. Uh, because you're. I mean, but she's straight up murdering this dude, whether he deserves <laughs> it or not. Uh huh. But um, I like this movie. There are some parts of it that don't. Like I said, I would have liked a more fleshed out backstory of what happened to Samara. Right. Yeah. I really don't remember the sequels at all. So maybe I think that's a big part of it. Okay. You know what? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, watched, I don't. Either. I watched the hell out of this one as a kid. Yes, I did. I know that I saw, but I don't, right, I don't remember right, right. at all. But yeah, I wish that was fleshed out a little bit more. I wish Rachel was a better mom because at the end of the day, like, I just don't like you. Yeah. No. <laughs> And I don't think he called her mom even after everything they've no, been through. Yeah. No, no, we still have to repair our relationship. Yeah, just no. Cause, just because like, we're not oh, going to die doesn't change Just because we shut these cameras off doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> but uh, I really do like this movie. Some of the imagery is like still legitimately scary. Uh-huh. And I can't wait to read the books because I did enjoy watching the original Japanese one. Yeah, me too. And I hope we cover it someday. Yeah, me too. I do enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of those movies. I can't remember what movie we were talking about before. I, I want to say it was Carrie. Uh-huh. That when it's on the TV, you're going to watch it. Yeah. Right. Or you're going to sit there for a minute and be like, oh, shit. Oh, this is fixing <laughs> to happen. Hold on. I got I got 10 minutes. You right. know what I mean? I will watch this movie. And if it's on the TV, chances are I'll leave it there. Uh-huh. And you know what I mean? I feel like it's it's one of those movies that you do for some reason find yourself watching a bunch of times and you don't know why or you're like to me like uh-huh. i do like this movie it's not perfect and i mean dude it, it the dude just lost his dad now uh-huh noah's dad yeah he no he's so, gone. Yeah. yeah so um I I don't like the kid thing, you know what I mean? Him like I don't know why. I just his his whole like character thing. I was just like, "Are you little fucker?" You know? <laughs> I feel like they just were trying to capitalize off the sixth sense. I, well, I really do. Work. And it's no. it's funny it to me that y'all both independently came to that. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. It, it just proves it, I think. Yeah. yeah. But no, I agree with both of you. I mean, I do enjoy this film. I don't feel like it's as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. Right. But it's not anything to sneeze at. Especially you got a bloody nose, you don't want to sneeze yeah. at. Don't no. don't sneeze. But um no, I think that you're hundred percent right about the visuals. You know, it's almost like Sinister where the star of the film is the tape. For yeah. sure. But I think the thing that gets me is that it just holds the hand of the audience too much. And in then some cases, bit, yeah. but when it you, when, when you want your hand held, <laughs> yes. yeah. they're all they're cold. <laughs> they're they're yeah. Rachel. They're, they're just fucking, an absent yeah. mother. So I mean, you take the good, you take no. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that leads us to ratings, and I'll go first. I do think that there is a lot of good in this movie, 
and a lot of rewatch value. Yeah. Especially considering all the subliminal stuff that they say is hidden mm-hmm. in it. Right. But I mean, I think the thing that gets me the most about this movie is that I love ideas of like urban legends, chain letters, yeah. for sure, etc. But the cardinal sin for me is that hand-holding. Yeah. And they really, really break that rule for me. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, though, is I feel like there are things they change from the original that are good things to change and they end up being successful. But then there's other things that there is no reason at all to change them and it hurts the film for doing it. Right. And I don't know how much I can count that against the film itself. More just me being disappointed that something to mention. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you know me and I got to say that fucking color palette is irritating. (laughs) (laughs) I understand what they were going for, but it just didn't work for me. I do love the shots with the red bit. Oh, yeah. And if it was normal color graded, those shots wouldn't be as impactful. They wouldn't stand out. So I do get it. But I digress. Out of 10 distorted selfies, (laughs) I'm going to give the ring 7.5 distorted selfies out of 10. I do enjoy this movie. I just feel like it might not hold up as much as I wanted it to. That's fair. And some of the characterization is really bothersome. <laughs> yeah. But I'll open the floor to you. Like I said, I do like this movie. And I do find, like like I stated earlier about watching it or it being on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, like for the show and whatever, and... Like, I never paid attention to how shitty Rachel was. I know, right? And then watching it now, it's like, damn. God damn. Watching it when you're you older, kinda, you're like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like, you kind of suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then even Noah, it's like, so your excuse for leaving was because you weren't ready, but you're not like, you're still... It's weird because so you still know her and you guys are still friends and talking. Yeah, yeah. You, you have one foot in and one foot out. Yeah, yeah, but so you just watch this kid grow up, right? And then that weird moment on the street where they just like stare at each other. Yeah, like, they're like, "Sup?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> bizarre. And if yeah. he doesn't know you're his dad or you're just some, does he know? I mean, like, does he know just, who you are? Yeah, he didn't even say like, "Hi, Noah." You know, yeah, so we nothing, know, nothing. It's I don't like that. It's, at all. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. That, I mean, there is, like I said, that and nothing against the child actor or the actor, you know, <laughs> but it did. I didn't like his character in the movie. I right. didn't enjoy it. Uh, they're like the visual, the visuals you're saying really good. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And you can see tons of movies copied this shit. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Copied the fuck out of this movie. So I can't say, you know what I mean? Oh, this movie sucks. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I will watch it. For oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the ending for me, bravo. Uh-huh. Yes. I enjoy that she did not say, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I can't stop her. She's like, no, I want to fuck people up. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Samara. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, uh-huh. baby. Yes. All day. <laughs> don't. If you're going to be evil, let's have it. Bring it out. I want to see well, and it. Well, she's even like, it won't stop. Like, I'm yeah, not I'm not I, trying to do it, but I want P. it Diddy. and it's here. Yeah. It won't stop. No, it's great because, like I said, I I know a lot of the possession <laughs> films, they'll do the, you know, yeah. I can't, they're making me whatever. And 
No, she's straight up just, nah, this shit's going to happen. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I do appreciate the false ending. Yes. Yes. I have yeah. to point that out too. Where you think everything's peaches and yeah. cream. And then, yeah. No. Right. Nope. Mm-mm. So for me. It's peaches and scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I am also with you. Oh. So on a scale from one to 10 distorted selfies. I am also going to give the ring 7.5 distorted selfies. Hey. Very good. I agree. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I, yeah. I, I do like the movie, like uh-huh. I said. And it's not like I used to watch it all the time as a kid, but it's not bad. You know what I mean? It's Mm-mm. Yeah, I watched it a lot. Yeah. And yeah, it does lose some of its magic when you look too yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Because I just took it as, wow, that poor girl, this is fucking yeah. crazy. And now looking at it, I'm like, but... But wait, what? Yeah. Like, there's some stuff that doesn't make sense. Rachel is a completely unlikable protagonist. Absolutely. Um, Noah was pretty worthless to yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for the kid, but yeah, that kid. Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense walked that line of being mature and weird, but he was still a kid. Right. And he looked sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally struggling yeah but fucking this, this dude kid. was like a robot <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like they went a little too they, they did it like when rachel's trying to bend the frame like they did yeah. it too, you do it too much it just snapped um but yeah i can't really i feel like you guys kind of already covered everything and nailed it i just want to mm. say again how much i love the tape and how creepy yeah. it is yes but yeah i really was not expecting this but the hat trick Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a scale from one to ten, distorted selfies. I also give the ring seven point five out of ten distorted selfies. Wow. And I really, I thought I would be the highest one here. No. Uh. Uh-uh. But <laughs> I, I did. Well, <laughs> I'm stoned too. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate the ring, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Pod Mortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, while it may be important to get to the bottom of things, sometimes digging for the truth doesn't turn out so well. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned until after the music. We want to give a very special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huesden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pepperoni Pierre, Jacob Tyler, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, and Spooky Mom. Thank you all so much. You're the best. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate all of you, and we will see you all in seven days. (laughs) (laughs) Like the phone call. Yeah, and we also release weekly. Oh, right. So So literally seven days. It's a twofer. Mondays. (laughs) Mondays. (laughs) Until next time.